You're watching The Green Machine live, and we're coming at you live. David Dunn here, joined by Nick Menzies and Martin, and we're live. I don't know why I'm saying live in such a way, but here we are. We're doing a window review. I've literally just got back from Dublin. Martin got back hours ago, um, paid for a hotel room. I don't know why you pay for a hotel room, but here we are, lads. We're live. We're going to talk about the window. Two games, two losses, disaster. Stephen Kenny, is he in? Is he out? Should he be in? Should he be out? Going to cover all of that. Um, tell us what you guys think at home. As always, we are Irish football's most interactive podcast. I want to hear from you. Tell me what you think. What you think about Kenny? What you think about the match last night? What you think the FBI should do? Who do you want as next order manager if you don't want Stephen Kenny in? All these questions. Get involved. Have your say. Now, the biggest, the most important question we're going to start is, or start with is, have I washed this shirt since Paris? And the answer is yes. <laughs> Um, I literally got home Friday, lads, and just collapsed into bed, put a wash on, collapsed into bed, and then passed out from then. You're not going to fucking start talking about you being ill again, are you? Didn't we hear that all last night? Um, Jeez, you're making Irish fans sick with your sickness. Stop moaning. Let, let, me, let me tell you, it's not nine <laughs> o'clock yet, so mind the language, right? Apologies, Mrs. Prendergast. wasn't me this time. So, lads, how are we? Um... How are we doing after all of that? I've uh, been reading the old papers. Um, Eamon Dunphy's article was a little bit on the delusional side of things. Um, read a bit about that from Dan McDonald, ran a, read a few other things. Um, Martin O'Neill's obviously come in and he's had his say about it this morning in Talk Sport on um, White and Jordan. So um, lots to talk about here, lads, for the next one. And of course, remember, for those of you guys watching at home, have your say. Leave a comment, get involved. We're going to be a little bit unstructured on this one because, as I said, we've literally just got in the door from Dublin. And, yeah. Right. How are we? Flat. Flat. Um, Flatter yeah, than flat? Flatter than flat. And, as I said off air, I'm lactose intolerant and I've just had a hot chocolate. <laughs> oh, so, um, yeah, I wasn't meant to say that, lads. Smelling like anyway. shite. Because he talks, talk, like talking shite as per usual, APU. But um, no, look, mm. look, lads. I, I, I didn't. I, I expected a draw against the Dutch. I didn't expect anything from the French. But again, it's it's the manner in which things are. It's the the tone of Stephen Kenny's pathetic post match interview. His his weak press conference. I love the guy. We we've met him, lads, and you know yourself, lads. I, I had a lovely moment with him. <laughs> I know that sounds a bit wrong, but but I really thought this guy is special. Is a, Special moment with him, but but I was like, this guy's a, a decent fella. He knows hmm. his stuff. But look, we'll get into it, I suppose. But it's 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 not the fact that we lost to France. It's not the fact that we lost to the Netherlands. It's consistency of um, mediocrity. It's so many shortcomings, so many mistakes that haven't been addressed. Um, rewarding mediocre players, not even me- mediocre players, but rewarding mediocre performances with more starts. It's just it, it, I we've plateaued horribly. We plateaued horribly and then we've regressed. And in sport, whether the person is nice or not, whether you see a project or whatever it is in professional sport and professional football, one of the most ruthless sports in the world, you have to freshen up things now and again. And sadly for Stephen Kenny, um, it is time to freshen things up. I think he's going to get the rest of the campaign. But as I said, we'll get into it. But yeah, I'm, I'm feeling flat at the moment, sadly. What about you, what about you Martin, Mr. Um... Uh, what, what, did you, what did you call yourself, uh, Matt Doherty's barber? Yeah, Jesus, neat shooting. 
<laughs> you, you feel um, flat? Yeah, it, it does feel very much that it's the end of it, really, for Stephen Kenny. But I, I can see why the FAI will keep him on um, for a number of factors as well, which I'm sure we'll go into. But, you know, I, I think lovely guy. We can't knock him for that. It's what we all wanted to see happen, a change of kind of football philosophy in this country and, and, and working towards that. I, I do feel he's very, very unlucky, but I think you have to make your own luck as well. Um, wanted it to work out for him. I think the media stuff, I've never really been too bothered by that because I've met him a few times. And I could see that I think he does get his message across to the players. I think, for example, he would have sent them out yesterday and said, set the tone. Like, you know, we're going to go out and just press them high. I think ultimate, and, and, it, and that did achieve that. I mean, the atmosphere was brilliant yesterday. I thought, God, the fans are really like behind this team. We're really going to get a result here. Uh, I could really sense it. And it was fantastic for the first half, apart from the mistake, obviously, for the giving away the penalty. Um, and that just comes down to sloppiness as well within the team. And, and that just shows you the level of the players as well. But I think then he's just, where it's gone wrong for him and where I think the time is perhaps, the FAI are going to see it. Don is his in-game management is not good enough. Um, he's not making changes quick enough. You see, you see the the Dutch under a lot of pressure from us yesterday, um, and it's a real, it's regretful looking back. And we, I know we can all say if we had different players available, but you know I said it before we got on the show. We had Mikey Johnson available. He would have tore them apart with his pace. Um, I think, I, I just think he he's not changing things. The Dutch changed things and they managed the game when we were coming at the physical. I mean, that rattler of a challenge that James McLean put in and there was two of their lads on the deck and they just stifled the game then. They just got up off the feet, slowed everything down. Kind of they were clever. The that, they weathered the storm that Ireland threw at them. They were clever. And then, and then he, he just, the, the manager changed it at half time, and we never adapted to that. And all you can see on the, I, I kind of do watch the subs warming up. I watch the bench. I'm quite fascinated by that. And you could just see Keith Andrews. Lad, lad stretching in shorts, Martin, yeah? That's it, exactly. Well, not like well, it was, wasn't it? Was that the, which game was that, Nick? Well, myself and it was the Portugal game, wasn't it? We had a, you were admiring calves and everything, weren't you? Well, I, I was admiring, <laughs> I was admiring Cristiano Ronaldo, and you were admiring Callum yes. Adeoda's ha yeah, hamstring. Yeah. Hamstring. It didn't, was. He a, didn't you have a scar Gars. on his hamstring? And he Gars, was in a very yeah. this part has taken a very. Uh... <laughs> well, he was in a very he was in a very uncompromised position, and Mar Martin couldn't take his eyes off. I think there was a sneaky photo. I, I couldn't get a camera out of my pocket. Yeah, yeah, I bet you couldn't. wasn't so, wasn't enough room down there, was there? It was a yeah, sort of something <laughs> else you couldn't get out of the pocket. <laughs> um, no, look, but no, I, I mean, my, so my point, no, but I was watching them. The, 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 not, I was watching the bench activity, and and you can see, you know, O'Shea quite involved with things, Keith Andrews, and and you can see the frustration of Stephen Kenny as well. Even late on in the game, you could, and and I, yeah, I, I just think he's he's not made. That's where I think I've been disappointed in the tenure of Stephen Kenny. He's he's not learned from his mistakes. We've said that no. on the podcast before. He's been, you know, he's had to kind of go back to players that we thought we'd never see play for Ireland again, in a sense, like Ender Stevens and, and Shane Duffy. And he's had to really count on them in key games, this camp especially. And just the quality's not there, sadly. You know, the Jamie McGrath thing last night was a total mystery to me. It is when he gets in the squad. I'd rather see a younger lad come in there and be given an opportunity. I, I can't see it working out for him with Ireland. Um, and, and just the, the, the quality. I mean, we are. everyone's argument would be we came up against the best team in the world in France. And yes, we did. Yeah, but it's a Dutch as well. They were there for the taking, though. We could have gone at them and but they were really rattled. Th and this I, isn't about France, though. You know, no. and, and let, let's make that clear. Like, it's not and about er France. Everyone's making out as, as though it is. Like, no. it's, 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 this is about it's, being 2 yeah. 0 up against um, Azerbaijan Latvia. in Dublin. Yeah. And Latvia. And then Latvia. 
after that. And then the poor the Gre- performance. Greece in one Greece. was the one. The Greece one is the one that anyone you speak to last night, the the we would have still if we'd have got a result in Greece, we would have been still in probably contention here for third place, which was optimistic to get that position. But it was between us and Greece. If you look back, that's what we all thought we were going to get. And we might nick a result yeah. against France and we might nick a result against Holland and bring it to that last game against the Dutch, where it might be able to play for, for second place. That's what we wanted to be in that position. But, but I think Greece, Greece, and Greece, Greece, was Greece, was, Greece was awful. Greece was where we where we could see the measure of ourselves, whether we progress or not. And this whole thing, like the team is limited. Lads, when we were playing under Giovanni Trapattoni, when we had Robbie Keane, Damien Duff, Shea Given, Richard Owen, people were saying we didn't have the players. The, the whole, I suppose, goal of an international manager managing a side at our level. Now, keep in mind, lads, we have Premier League players. The likes of Northern Ireland only have a couple. They're really struggling. Some other, you know, countries around our level wouldn't have full full squads of top-flight players. But the goal of an international manager at our level has to be maximising your player pool and getting the best out of limited resources. And Stephen Kenny, Stephen Kenny has changed the style of play. Is it anything revolutionary? No. Has he gotten the best out of the players? There's very few players I can think of that he's maximised their potential. And I think as well, like with with Stephen Kenny, you know, people saying, you know, he doesn't have the players or whatever. No, I, I think that's a redundant argument. It's international football, it's not club management. So every every squad is in the same situation. They have the players for two days for a couple of days training per window. Because obviously, you know, there's rest days and match days and all this sort of thing. Uh, the problem with Stephen Kenny is is that he went in, he promised his four three three. And then he changed it and he went to five at the back and it kind of worked a little bit and he tweaked a few things here and there. He promised to sort of move on players. So like not picking on like Hendrick, Duffy, all these guys, these kind of old school Irish players who've been around for a very long time, kind of stagnated around the Irish team. But he's sort of gone back on himself in, in certain ways. Like he, he's a bit of a contradiction. And I'll explain. Is that, you know, he's brought Duffy in last night and made him captain. Yeah, he, he hasn't been in the squad for a year. And you think. Why is he in? Why is he in the squad? You want to play? You you want to play ball? You want to play out from the back? So why isn't Andrew Amabamadeli? He's going to be around for the next ten years. Arguably, he's worth twenty million pounds. He's going to be playing in the Premier League. You know, give the lad a chance. Doesn't get a look in. Now we understand the first time round, uh, there was um, he wasn't in the squad initially. I'm not sure why that was. I think it's because Duffy was keeping him out, and then he wasn't included in the France squad because it was there was a bereavement. But that wasn't anything to do with not being selected in the first place. But then why not play him against Holland? He plays Duffy. Duffy's placed the two lads on uh, for the for the two goals, um, and then you know he's got players like that. Is he doing that to keep the senior players on side? You know, well, yeah. He, 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 look what he did with James McLean. Like he he sort of he handpicked it. So he would have a nice day out, family day out against Gibraltar to have his hundred cap. Like this now is to a be, now, now, now to be fair, he he next in game that day. But but I I, I think on that day it, it's hypocritical in a way because Stephen Kenny is saying, well, I, I want to um, change the style of play and I want us playing this passing style of play. Daryl Shea is playing every week in the Premier League under um, Vincent Company, who who himself was a centre half and an excellent yeah. centre half. Playing in the Premier League every week. Shane Duffy, he's had a good start in the Championship, but he's not the same type of player as Darrow Shea. Darrow Shea could, could essentially play in midfield, as could as could Nathan Collins. And John Egan is fantastic on the ball as well. So he's he's being hypocritical and going against his philosophy. I think, in a way, he was planning to play against uh, Beghurst, but that didn't work out, did it? Duffy versus Beghurst. But, but, I, but, but I, think that, I think that's what it was. I think but it was here's the problem, thing, though. But it, was, but it was hypocritical. But but here's what I'm talking about where he doesn't, he can't see the woods from the trees, is that. 20 minutes to go. He knows that unless we get a win, 
his job is probably gone. Might not be straight away, and we'll get into that later on, just because it's sheer optics, because the FAI don't want to lose two managers in a week or two weeks. So sheer optics, he might still be in a job. 20 minutes to go. You have a dodgy goalkeeper, Flecken. As I said last night, should be called Flappen. He was dreadful. <laughs> now, a savvy manager would say, right, lads, he's fucking dodgy. And we're not pepper the box. Get, get people in there. Bully him. Pump it fucking long. Get it in there. You know, my job's on the line. Do And he wouldn't. He was sticking to his principles. So on one hand, he sticks to his principles no matter what, even when it might cost him his job. On another hand, he's going against his principles, which probably will cost him his job. Mm. Look at Azerbaijan, 2-0 up at home. Who comes on, gives the ball away, Harahan. What's he doing in the squad? Hendricks, same again, stands there catching flies. We were cruising with the young lads. He's just he's just gone back on himself. And it, it drives me mad because I really wanted this lad to succeed. I really wanted uh, Stephen Kenny to succeed because he is a decent man. He's a nice fella. And I think it was very important for Irish football for this man to succeed because now we don't know what's going to happen. Are the FAI going to go with Big Sam? Are they going to panic? Are they going to go? To, I've heard Roy Keane be mentioned about, and now some of his mates in the media are starting to kind of, oh, well, maybe you know Roy Keane's, you know, carrying um, Kenny Cunningham was saying today and off the ball. Oh well, you know, Roy's changed a bit. Like, is this what we're going to do now? Because he might get you a sponsor, and he probably would get get you a sponsor. And yeah, I made that point. I made that it, point today, and it, I mean, I'm, we'll come on and talk about the manager, of course. That he's a Terrible coach. He can't coach. Yeah, but he's I, yeah, a but terrible you, manager. And, and now, but but sorry, just I'll finish up the Kenny mm. thing. And now, like you know, I really wanted this to happen for Stephen Kenny. And now they're all coming after him. Three years, people coming out like I've got absolute dogs abuse on Lance Road earlier on because I was giving out about Martin Neal. We'll talk about that later. And then they're like, ah, oh, people like you, you know, you deserve all of this because you know people wanted this man out of the job before a fucking ball was kicked in anger. And I thought that was pathetic. I thought that was hysterical. And I thought it was a fucking nonsense at the time. Now, it hasn't worked three years later. It hasn't worked. We've given him the phones the time and said, right, look, it hasn't worked. We need something else here. But I thought the way some people went on because he was a League of Ireland fucking manager. And went, nah, snobbery. He's not a sexy, he's not a sexy foreign manager. And that drives me mad. And he's far to Martin. He's what? <laughs> he's far to Martin. He's foreign to me. Oh, um, well, yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> I'm in mid, mid rant. I, my ears actually haven't properly popped from the. I don't airplane. know if he's sexy to Martin now, but he's, he's definitely. But, but you know Martin. what? I, but you know what I mean. Like, if this had worked, it would have been so much better, so beneficial for Irish football. But it hasn't, and that is down. To, by the way, not make excuses for the manager. Not make excuses for the manager at all. He made a lot of mistakes. He's had a he's had rotten luck. COVID, obviously, everyone had the same situation. He had stuff going on there. You know, he lost coaches. That's not his fault. The way he lost his coaches, that's not his fault. That happened. Anthony Barry got an op, got got a deal to go to the number one team and go to a World Cup. That's not what, what can Stephen Kenny do with that? But stuff. November, we talked about it. He he made a ball to that. Did damage there. Um, he's selected the wrong players. He he has hung on to the wrong players. He's been too loyal to the wrong players and he hasn't stuck to his guns. And that, in the end, has caused him. And I think it's terrible. I think it's sad. But at the end of the day, there's only so far you can go with it. Yeah, There's a time you have to go, right, OK. You know, Just, it's done now. And I, and I don't know, lads, if you saw it, but that interview with Tony and Donahue, that was pathetic. fucking and difficult I, I, to watch. And I, I, and I feel for him. But look, he, he's, he's, he's an international football manager. He, he's on a serious amount of money. 
he has to be able to conduct himself a bit better. Even if I, I would have preferred he actually lost the head with Tony O'Donoghue than than blabbering the way he was. But but the thing with it, lads, is I don't know how he survived because that record, if if a higher profile manager had that record, they would have been gone ages ago. You know, and my my problem and my worry, lads, is that there's a serious rot. We're plummeting. International football can turn very, very quickly. It could be a thing. Like I said it, I said it last week, last didn't I? I said we could get a result against the Dutch. We could get a one-all draw. We could have a fantastic performance. And then we could win the last three games. We mightn't qualify, but then we have momentum. So so international football can, can turn very quickly. But the issue is when it's turned, so for example, we got the result against Scotland, it went back straight away. You know, like there, there's no consistency. And at the moment, lads, oh. I think any other manager. Would would have been relieved by now. Would have been relieved at their duties by now. With Kenny, it's a rush. It's a downward uh, spiral. As I mentioned, anytime it looks like things have turned around, because because we're very melodramatic lads as as oh, Irish yeah. fans. We all, we always say, "Well, we're fucked. We haven't got the players. We're goose. We're never going to qualify for anything again." And then we get a result, a little bit like Euro twenty sixteen or under Martin O'Neill, who we're going to talk about. Things were a disaster. We were out of contention, and then all of a sudden, we started getting results. We beat Germany, qualify. The difference here, lads, is when things, when the the pendulum switches, when it swings, we're back to square one within a couple of months. So the rot has to be stopped. And three years, lads, I I really don't know how he's gotten away with it for so long. That that Scotland game, that Scotland game bought him over a year now. But they have to, the FAI have to recognize that it's a results game. We've lost out on two championships you know we've lost out in the world cup almost immediately we've lost out in the european championships almost immediately and you know the i, rot, I think you're the right rot, the rot really has to stop the rot really has to stop he, he, he's been unlucky but he's also been actually ironically he's been lucky in the sense that i don't think they're relieving him because of the manager situation with the women's team at the same time the optics, the world yeah. Cup. and also um just to, the, there's no other obvious candidate to i don't think that is out there at the moment a question for you they're both though Right, well, so we're saying we we think we do have the players. Like, there is some incredible talent coming through. I mean, look, Alan Shearer is talking today in the Athletic about that he thinks Evan Ferguson could be an absolute superstar, world class player. Um, who wouldn't want to manage him ultimately? And do you think if we had a better manager, like, do you think it's an attractive job managing Ireland? That's my question to both of you. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I I think it is at the moment. But again, lads, as I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, it's about Getting a manager in who can, um, I suppose, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Get get a player, get the get the most out of a player, get a maximize, player to, to, yeah. to play, maximize player, get them to play beyond their means. I spoke the other day, Dave, about Tra- Giovanni Trapattoni getting the most out of Sean St. Ledger. Like Sean St. Ledger wouldn't get in the Ireland squad now with all those center yeah. halves, but Trapattoni had him playing fantastically well, playing way out of his skin, you know. So you need a manager who's going to. Um, get a player who's playing with Hull to to play like a player who's playing who's playing I mean, for it's called coaching. AC Milan or something. It's called coaching. You know, know why Tony... Milan there. <laughs> it is but, but... no, but it's man, it's man management. And with with yeah. with um, with Kenny, he has uh, you know he has been very preoccupied playing a passing game. Now a passing game that has no end product in the final third. But that's that's been his kind of crux. Where in the past, and we've given out about it last, and I was one of the first to give out about it. Trapattoni went for a functional system, but at the same time, he was getting very limited players. He, he had some excellent players, by the way. He had some excellent players. Yeah, his, first, his first campaign, I yeah. no, I thought his first campaign, he, he had a he very decent, good squad. He had decent players, but he was getting limited players to play well beyond their means. The same with Mick McCarthy. Mick McCarthy had, it, now look, he, he fucking Roy Keane. 
but he also had a team stacked with division at the time division one players championship players martin o'neill look things went rogue with martin o'neill towards the end but in amongst martin o'neill's tenure he got the best out of players like richard kyo for example you know he got he got the he got the best out of um, I know his goal scoring record wasn't great but overall but it, yeah but Dave no no not McGoldrick but even Daryl Murphy he he served yeah. a function under O'Neill poor goal scoring record but again was very important in the Euros so it's about with if you're if the argument is going to be we have a limited squad we have limited players we've a better squad now I think then in 2019 with Mick Mick had a very old squad he had Richard Kyo he he uh, Glenn Whelan he Connor Harren. He had um, Dave McGoldrick, all his key players. James McLean and Robbie Brady were the mm. fucking wingers. He he'd um, Stephen Ward as well as oh no, he didn't. Sorry, then Stevens is a left back. Never mind. But what I'm saying, lads, as I said, is the whole. If you if the argument is we don't have the players, we we have a limited squad, then you need to ask the question: Can Stephen Kenny get the most out of that limited squad? And has he done that so far? Absolutely no, he hasn't. Not. No, no, Absolutely he hasn't. Not. They're playing. And, and, they're playing. They're playing more. They're yeah. playing more attractive football. But it's but also. Not, it's also. It's also attractive football but, without purpose. But, but yeah. I don't think they are playing more attractive football. I. I you know. Well, right, well it's now it's more attractive than what Martin O'Neill was playing. Yeah, like that, I mean, would, and, and no, but but even Dave, to yeah, be fair, would take much though, would it? No, no, no. But to be fair, under Mick McCarthy, I think we were averaging a shot per game, a shot per game. And to be fair to Kenny, he's he's up those stats. But the problem is, in midfield, we don't have we don't have very much control. And, no, and, when it, and, in the, look, and in the final third, we don't have much. Of when, when but we are we are creating more chances, Dave. There's no question about that. We are creating yeah, more chances than we did well, against well, O'Neill or McCarthy. We didn't do that last night, did we? We didn't do it against Greece, and we didn't do it against France. We didn't do it against France. Uh, we haven't done it really this year at all. Um, when you're playing well and you play the style of football and it's working for you, it's great, i.e. 2022, when we actually started to hit rhythm and hit like it looked like the penny finally dropped at the end of the World Cup campaign. All right, bit shit against Azerbaijan away. Ukraine at home was worse. Penny dropped all of a sudden. Yeah, we're, we're battering teams. We were scoring goals. Fantastic. But when you're not playing well and you're playing that style of football, you're soft as shite. And that's what we've been. We were, we were soft against Greece. We were soft against Latvia, who, let's be honest, are rubbish. And we, we conceded, you know, two goals against them. Gibraltar, we only got the first goal because the goalkeeper made a howler. And Fer- I think it was Ferguson jump- or Ida jumped on it and, you know, just slotted it home. So, yeah, in the past two years, he had in the first two years, but last year he hasn't because the arse has fallen out of it. And last night, I mean, it, it's not... I mean, what did he just pass around the back four? Holland sit back. You know, the, their best joy last night was when he pressed the back four. That's what I mean, that's what I've been calling for on this. You can go back mm. through the, the archives, which is available on greenmachinepodcast.com. Just thought of getting that in there, you know, for more aggression. And you have, they haven't done that. You can't play a passing style. I think they did have aggression. aggression. I think they had aggression last night at the start of it and they pressed really well, but they just run yeah. out of steam and and and, well, and that was our only that was our that was only our only kind of tactic though. That's what I'm saying. When when the Dutch started breaking the press or managed the game and relieved that prep themselves of that pressure, then you saw them adapt, tactically adapt, change things, and we didn't have an answer to it. That's that's the problem I, I think we had. I mean, look, I think the stats last night, two shots on target, one of them was the penalty. So we didn't create anything. Against France, we had the header that um you know, uh, Collins had saved amazingly, and we would have that would have been a different narrative. That would have been one of our great nights. We'd have been happy. We we drew with the you know world champions or whatever, uh, or or, or runners up. I mean, 
that that's the kind of how I mean Kenny will argue how close we have, but like Didier Man said it last night, didn't he? How we've we only a way to you know, like we find a way to lose. Like we we've got to get them results. You know how come Scotland, who we I'll be honest, that was a false narrative as well. The Scotland game they they tore us apart for the first twenty five minutes there. And then we got the goals and we we comfortably beat them in the end. It, but look how well they've done now against Spain in their group. And you know, these teams can have the off day. You've got to punish them. And we haven't we haven't done that. They had an off night last night, the Dutch, and we should have punished them when we didn't. Didn't have the quality to do it. And I think that does come from the manager not being able to tactically adapt. And, and, it, and that's where it, it is. It doesn't help though, Martin, trying to play a system with with a system that requires a certain type of player that we don't have. Yeah, he's playing wing back. I'm not having to go with Callum Dowd. He's playing wing backs with Callum Dowd. He's not a wing back. Adam Brown's not a wing back. No, but yeah, but they've, they've put, we've said that square pegs around holes. Right? Exactly. Like that, the past, but I mean, that's the problem. Look, that, that, they're horribly Steve, did. Cla- Steve Clark but, isn't doing that, is he? No, but 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 here's the other thing, lads. It's it's a horribly unbalanced team, and the amount of times as, as I said, mm. I'm, I'm obsessed with the Irish team. I I watch so much stu- like so many crazy games that people wouldn't bother their whole watching. That's how. <laughs> That's how much time I waste, you know. That's how much time I waste on this. I went to you know, Malta. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but the thing is, like, it's it's so hard to pick a starting eleven for Ireland, no matter what the formation. I wouldn't even go into systems, but no matter what the formation, it's so hard to pick a balanced Ireland team. There's so many right, like so many right footers. There's so many lads who who um in one position, not in another. You know, we've so many centre halves, we've so many strikers, yet we've so few wingers and we've so few midfielders. So it's it's a tricky one for Stephen Kenny, but he, he hasn't really gotten the balance right. And as I said, lads, I'm I'm seeing even a lot. I just had a little flick through Twitter there, and still a lot of Kenny in people. And I I understand that you know people are saying that the big argument is would another manager have gotten more out of this group, or would they have gotten better results? I don't think that's really the the the, the argument at this stage. It's three years of um, recurring mistakes, um, you know, mistakes not being um, reflected on and. Oh, to be honest, lads, I'm actually just flat even talking about it. It's just it's 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 football. It's football. It's a ruthless game, and look, it's, it's not. It's how, the, I I don't know how they can justify sticking. It's with not it. learning. I don't know how they can justify it. It's, it's look. It's not learning, and, and we we've gone on about this as well. No, no, but it, it's also though his his media coverage, his media stuff interaction doesn't come across anymore. It's just rambling now. People are losing faith in that. They're they're not believing in the project anymore. Well, that's, he's dejected. That's, we we've given him the benefit of that. I, like I've said, I've kind of said I've heard him speaking and and God, geez, he's an awful speaker. But then when he gets into it, and he's comfortable, and that's what I'm hoping he is with the lads in that in that environment. He's never been good with the media. They shouldn't have him up near the media. But I know he has to do that. But or they, he should have been trained on that. Like, but then he probably is thinking, I'm an experienced European club manager. I've been in loads of finals. I mean, I mean, look, he actually went and gave his CV to the press recently, didn't he? So he's a man under pressure. But he he should be able to shut down the media. He should be able to shut them down. Martin O'Neill, Mick McCarthy were experts at doing it. And, well, and that's what you have to do. Mick wasn't a first. I mean, I, no. I did, if you give yeah, me... Stephen if you, Kenny should be because he's never got... Good if you were to give me like two two minutes, I could find a picture of, of <laughs> Mick, Mick, Mick McCarthy giving the middle finger to the Lithuanian press. Like, you know, so, yeah. look, he, that's the thing, though. He he hasn't learned on the job. We really we all want we all backed him. We all want him to. I, I thought it was nonsense. Um, people want the mouse straight away. Um, people keep bringing up Luxembourg at home. Okay, that happens. Big deal. You know the thing was, but, but no one ever mentions that we gave him a hiding away from home three nil at the end of that campaign because it started yeah. to click. And, and they're we not a bad thought, team either. Exactly, and they were they had like a ten year plan. You know, we've gone to the government here. Government, 
Leo, we need a billion quid to get our fucking uh, stuff up to snuff. It's well, people never mention that as well. They don't go on about, well, actually, we, we made that right. We gave him an absolute pasting um, in uh, Luxembourg. And you see, and here's another thing with the Stephen Kenny era that drives me mad. Is that how many lines in the sand do you want? How many markers do you need to yeah. put down? There's more markers on the golf course. It's like, you know, it's... You, you look at the, the end of the campaign, the end of the... Um, it was the Serbia game, the one-one. You think, here we go, lads. The crowd is singing his name, and you know, and, and he felt uplifted. We were terrible. We got that goal. That was the one. That was the that was the line in the sand. Results improved. Performances improved. We won a couple of games. Should have beaten Portugal home. You're thinking, here we go. We're on to the Nations League. And for me, I was like, yes, we finished. The, we we started appallingly, but we finished it strongly by playing good football. And that goal against Luxembourg, the Callum Robson one, quality goal, fantastic. Within a but, year. But what was the common denominator after that, Dave? What what was the massive factor after that? Oh, well, the uh, the coach going, yeah, uh, Anthony, Anthony Barry, Barry going. But but what I mean is, with a year we went from Callum Robinson, and you know at the end of one year scoring a lovely goal, and then a year later in 2022 we have him scoring a tap in from a poor back pass from a multiplayer, and that was the only way we won that game. It was just, it was just, it's just this kind of, it's like a graph, peaks and troughs, peaks and troughs, where you saw it with Mick, 96, disaster, 97, mm, 98, and it started to go up, mm-hmm. and it was nice, and you could but see the, the progression there. Yeah, and I, 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 don't, I, I don't know if I'm taking the discussion to a completely different direction here, but the other thing as well, lads, is this notion of the project, the Stephen Kenny's project, the Stephen Kenny's project, that... I discussed this last week with, with Barry Maguire. Um, do check that out in, in our recent episode. So obviously Barry, ex-Dutch and, mm-hmm. and Irish international underage. But since I think, I'm going to say 2008, we had Wim Coovermans and we had Rude Doctor in the FAI. And the FAI brought them in because they admired the Dutch system and the Dutch system has been very successful for developing players and playing a very attractive style of football. Wim Coovermans and Rude Doctor predominantly encourage a 4-3-3 with the underage systems. Now, I'm a full believer that players develop with their clubs. It's your St. Kevin's boys, it's your Belvedere's, it's your Joseph's, it's all those um, clubs who develop players and not necessarily fully the FAI. But the FAI do encourage a philosophy in which national teams play. The problem that we had in those years under Doctor and Coovermans was that the senior setup didn't replicate that. We had Martin O'Neill playing kind of a diamond formation. Then he went to five at the back in his latter years. Mick McCarthy didn't quite do that. Trapattoni was playing four, four, two, uh, four, four, two. However, the underage teams had a huge amount of success from 2008, 2008 to around 2018. We had a lot of under 17s, under 19s European Championship appearances. And a lot of those players are now playing for the senior team. They went through the international underage system playing 4-3-3. Since Stephen Kenny's come in, um, and not necessarily since Stephen's, Stephen Kenny's come in, but since Anthony Barry came into the came into the backroom team and since we switched to three at the back, it's happened all the way down. So now Jim Crawford is playing five at the back. Now Tim Moen is playing five at the back. So you can see that that has been replicated. So basically 15 odd years, not even 10 10, 11 years of this 4-3-3 um, attractive style of play, success with the underage systems, that's just been completely thrown away. So this Stephen Kenny project, I'm afraid, is doing a little bit more harm than good because, yes, the, the international team are passing the ball around more at senior level. Yes, we absolutely needed that. Yes, we needed a bit of continuity with the underage teams and the senior team. But there's been 
almost an overnight overhaul of the underage structures. And if someone within the FEI, within the coaching structures, can maybe put me in my place with that, I will be kind of delighted because it's a fear of mine. It is a fear of mine that we've we've undone a huge amount of work done by Coopermans and Doctor. But um, this project, as I said, I think is doing a little bit more harm than good. And I think the project is a buzzword. It's it's um, it's uh, propaganda in a way from Kenny. And I don't see where it's going. And I don't see anything tangible about this project other than the fact that we pass the ball around the back three a lot. I think that's really interesting. You brought that up as well. And I'd, I'd be interested to know if that is a kind of director in a sense. I, and I could, be com- I, could, Kenny? I could be completely wrong saying that, by the way, lads. I could be completely yeah, yeah, no, wrong. Yeah, no, I know. But that. it's an interesting way. Well, it's, we might get insight because we know, we have a lot of people we know within the FAI, probably in coaching circles and things like that, who might know that answer. Because, yeah, the whole thing is uh, there's regular meetings. I've, I've spoken to Keith Andrews and how the interaction between the squads. They, they want that philosophy. But I don't know who's driving that. Is it Stephen Kenny driving that? Was that his role ever? Mm. Um, it's an interesting one. It kind of brings it on to the Martin O'Neill thing, Dave, where, uh, you know, he said it the other day, didn't he? Like, what what is his job, Stephen Kenny? Because my job when I was the island manager was to qualify for tournaments. And, and this guy seems to just be getting a free ride off the well, Irish he media. Qual- he qualified for one. Um, we'll move on to Martin O'Neill. Um, he qualified for one tournament, got very close to a second tournament. And then got us relegated from the Nations League, <laughs> which got us a playoff somehow. Um, what did you make of Martin O'Neill? Um, yeah, just give, us a, just give us a bit of a spiel of the comments and what he came out with. Well, basically, he, yeah, I've got it here. So basically, he just turned around and said that, um, you know, the Irish media basically, you know, the, he didn't have a good relationship with them. They didn't think much of him. He didn't think much of them. And pretty much, you know, they sort of forgot about 2016, Euro 2016. And they never really gave him the time that they've given Stephen Kenny. And basically, they've just given Stephen Kenny loads of time, but gave him none. And Jim White asked him, like, are you a bit bitter the way that ended? And he goes, yeah, I am. Marinonio would have been sacked in this scenario, by the way. I'll just pipe in there. He would have been sacked in this scenario. Yeah, but, yeah, but can, can I... I've heard a lot of that. You know, oh, any other manager would have got the same time. Yeah, but hold on. Like, let's not forget, chaps. You know, Mar- Stephen Kenny... And Dunphy did mention this in his article today. And this is one of the few... Now, I like Dunphy. But this is one of the only things I agree with him on. Stephen Dunphy has had... Ha- Stephen Dunphy. Stephen Kenny had a complete... Has had a completely different mantra and mission to any other Ireland manager. And that was fix Irish football. That's what he was given. Now, whether he's the right man for the job or not, well, recent results will tell you that that has completed the fullness of time. But that, that's what he's had. Mike McCarthy came in in 2019. Get us to the Euros. Never mind any of this development nonsense. Get us to the Euros. I want the Euros in the stadium in 2020. That, that was the mantra from John Elaney. Then Stephen Kenny, right, you fix all the problems, and then I'm going to bugger off to your wafer. You know, that, that was it, right, fix the problems, you know. Or to, or to prison. <laughs> one can only wish. No, no, allegedly, allegedly. But that, that was the mantra. So people are saying, why is he giving so much time? Because he had to go in, undo all the damage, bring in loads of players. Now, to Stephen Kenny's credit, he has brought players in. He deserves credit for that, not praise. He deserves credit for that, for bringing in the young lads, because previous managers like O'Neill didn't care about the development of Irish football, and he didn't. He, he basically akined Declan Rice playing for Ireland as being dragged as a shotgun wedding, as mm. being held prisoner. I mm. know, oh, I, di- I didn't want to do that to the lad now. Jesus, no. Same as Obafemi. Want... Same as Obafemi. 
Like he almost created an international incident that didn't exist. Now the the, the greatest situation, yet again, you know, the father. It was a bit. It was a bit tempestuous. Temp, temp, tempestuous. Well, fucking tempestuous. whatever the word. Tempestuous is that the word? Yeah. 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 Can um, I come in when you're when you're ready, Dave? I just have. Yeah, but yeah. you know that was the relationship between Keane and Grealish's father. And Martin O'Neill, you know, as I said, that about, oh, I didn't want to do that to him. You know, heaven forbid that the manager of the Republic of Ireland tries to get a player to play for the Republic of Ireland. Imagine that. Imagine having to do your fucking job. And then this guy comes on the radio and he's going on about it. And he never talks about 2018, how we won one game, lost one player who's now worth 100 million. I know it's meant madness. You could argue that he, he cost us another player who's worth 100 million. That's 200 million pounds a player he's cost us. While his assistant manager, Roy Keane, was going off and starting rows with people. And then we got relegated from the Nations League because we drew, we lost 4 1 in Wales. We drew 0 0 at home to Northern Ireland. That was a friendly, by the way. And that was absolute dross. Uh, we lost 1 0 at home to Wales. And then we uh, drew twice. Once in Arus, which was the final game, once a home double. It was dreadful. He never brings it up. And also, also, he was tarting himself out to the Premier League. And now I got yeah. absolute dog's abuse about this on the Facebook page. You can check it out there. Oh, what do you know? She'll leave your page. Fuck off. He basically <laughs> went out because he wasn't happy about... Oh, the way the press challenged me and asked me questions. I'm Martin O'Neill. I've come in here to, you know, I am Irish football. You should get down on my knees. I play for Brian Clough. You know, did you know that, lads? He played for Brian Clough. <laughs> anyway, he wasn't happy about the criticism. And then starts putting himself out to, to Stoke and Everton. They said, Martin, we're only going to give you till the end of the season. No more. Oh, well, I don't really want that, lads. Oh, well, John, is that offer still on the table? You know, the one we agreed before we got absolutely battered by uh, the Danish in Dublin. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Sign that grand. Well, I suppose I'll do this, so. And he caked, not caked, well, he sleepwalked it. And he was disinterested. And he didn't want to be here. But he never talks about that. Roy Keane never talks about that. He go When he went on, oh, we deserved another crack of it. No, you did not. You didn't want to be there. Mm. And he, he spews out this absolute bollocks. And it drives me mad. And that's why I went on about that. And people need to l remember that. They forget about Stoke. They forget about Everton. They just go on about your 2016. So, oh, and then Stephen Kenny. And that's it. Yeah. No. Read between the lines. It's all there for you. Anyway. I, just, my I, rant I, over. I, I, just, I just, have, just have one to come. And I know, lads, geez, I'm very conscious that I keep segueing the conversation here. But I'm just seeing a lot of comments come in um, regarding Stephen Kenny blood and players. Now, this is another one that a little bit like the whole um, project... <clears throat> Um, mantra that 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 keeps going on the blooding player side of things. I I've just seen an image from the team from exactly five years ago to the night when we played Poland in a friendly under Martin O'Neill, and I'm going to read out the lineup and I'm going to read out the bench. Okay, yep. um, and the point I'm going to make, lads, is I do not believe for a second that a quarter of these players would still be in the squad. The whole blooding player side of things. If you look at the the team last night, like Gavin Bizunu. Very talented goalkeeper ended up in the Premier League. He was always going to be in the Ireland squad. Same with Nathan Collins, extremely talented. You know, Evan Ferguson, absolutely. I, I, Martin O'Neill or Trapattoni still would have picked him. So I, yes, um, yes, Kenny has um capped them and he's brought them in. But you have to keep in mind, lads, these lads were playing first team football when they were brought in. We didn't have that kind of caliber of youth under under Martin O'Neill. 
And um, we might have under Trapattoni. There was a couple of players that that were, you know, even well, Jeff, Seamus I, Coleman. Well, Seamus Coleman's an example. Jeff Hendrick was about 18, 19 playing for Derby. And he James McLean, yeah, banging in goals uh, for Stoke. Exactly. Now, now we did give him a chance. Now I'm going to go through this lineup, lads, and tell me now that's that Stephen Kenny or any manager would have picked these. Okay. So um, in goal, Dan Randolph. Then you have Cyrus Christie, Enda Stevens, Jeff Hendrick, Aidan O'Brien, Richard Kyo, Kevin Long, John Egan, Callum O'Dowda, Callum Robinson, Sean Williams, Colin Doyle, Shane Duffy, Kieran Clark, Matt Doherty, Alan Judge, Daryl Horgan, Connor Harahan, David Myler, Ronan Curtis, and Graham Burke. Now, lads, if anyone says that the current Irish team isn't better than that Irish team. Top fucking, four then, in then any league in the world. That would then, they're, then they're fucking crazy. You know, we, we've a better squad now than we did five years ago. And some of those lads are still involved. Some of those players are retired. Some of those players are playing in, in much lower divisions or they've gone off the, the radar altogether. Stephen Kenny, to his credit, did blood the players. But these players would have been blooded by any manager, I believe. Even Martin O'Neill. Because they were playing first team football. Because they were absolutely quality Nathan Collins, Andrew Bombelli, who, who he didn't actually play yesterday, going for whatever, £20 million, whatever the fee is. Evan Ferguson would, would have been played by any manager. So he has blooded lads, but also lads, he's reverted to Enda Stevens against France. He's reverted to um, Duffy. Shane, Duffy, Shane Duffy. Shane Duffy in the last two games. He, he's He's gone back to Jeff Hendrick again and again and again. So we can talk about him blooding the players. Those players would have been blooded by anyone given their progression at club level. And he has reverted to James McLean, um, Shane Duffy, Jeff Hendrick, these players. So, you know, there, there's a bit of hypocrisy in it. And, you know, I think I think he's taken a little bit too much credit for something that would have been inevitable under any well, manager. That, that's why I said credit, not praise. You know, you still do deserve credit to do it because you still have to do it. And we have seen it, you know, James McLean didn't go to the Euro 2012, even though he's banging goals in Stoke. Uh, no, he, sorry, he went in the squad, was told he won't be playing. Mm-hmm. And you had the same with Seamus Coleman. No, you're not going. And he just broke. He just burst on the scene. And he did burst on the scene uh, with Everton. So just because of there doesn't mean the manager is going to pick him. Although common sense, you would hope dictate would. So no, I get what you're saying. But I mean, he still deserves credit. But yeah, he doesn't deserve praise. But he's done no, the but right he, thing. he refers to that all the time as his that that's his I narrative, can't. isn't it? Well, I brought I, in like like yeah. look what he did we, yesterday. We like bringing on Festy and Sinclair Armstrong, I felt was allowing him to be able to say we've just took on a top team in European football and I brought on a another player, played him his second cap. I gave another one his debut tonight. That's what we're an emerging team. I was very conscious of him using the word emerging coming through um, in the last two games and three years, you know, put a battle in, of course. And, and that, that's the thing as well, saying, oh, we work, they work so hard. They did that. That's the very minimum we expect from an Ireland team going out. We've gone out against other really world-class teams and yeah. put challenges in and battling in. That, that's what you do there, going on. That's no, the minimum. But 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 the next no step, but, but the thing is, lads, for years and years and years, for fucking years, it's been, oh, we battled hard. It was the hard graph. The next thing, and 100% commitment, all this kind of thing was full-blooded. The next thing we have to say is, we, you know, our our um, our patterns of play were excellent. We put the we put our yeah. our foot in the ball really well. We held on to possession really well. That needs to be the progression. the The passion side of things, lads. There, you can show passion. Frankie Giong last night, outrageous player. Like he showed unbelievable commitment, unbelievable passion. He gave absolutely everything. 
but he wasn't flying into tackles or kicking the shit out of lads. He was holding on to possession. He was using the ball correctly. He was controlling the game. That's what the next step is. Stephen Kenny's talking about um, overhauling Irish football, changing the game. That needs to be the, the mantra going forward. It has to be, no, we retain possession well. We use possession well. We progress the ball well. It can't be, well, we flew into tackles. We did this, that, and the other. When you're flying into tackles, when you're putting immense pressure on teams, and, yeah, and when you're not coming out with the ball, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it gets the crowd going, but it's not necessarily productive. And there is a place for it. There is a place for yeah. it. But, but the next step for us is playing a modern style of football. And that in itself, lads, is commitment. I mean, Rio Ferdinand, I'm not a fan of as a pundit. I think he talks other than but I will give him credit for this. He said that, you know, it's a bit like if you have to make a sliding tackle, yeah. you, you've lost, like you, you've, right, you've made a mistake. Yeah, once you come off your feet, yeah. Yeah, and, and he's right. And it's a bit like that, isn't it? You know, when, when you're making all these sliding tackles, yet again, takes you to to to, um, to Shane Duffy. You know, he's, he's great at a last-ditch tackle, but why did, does it need to be a last-ditch tackle? Because they've lost their shape. They've got in behind them. Yeah, they've got someone's right, made and a mistake, that, lost and, and, man. and that and that mistake from not concentrating the header in it, it's that it's that bit of class and composure and that mistake. I mean, but I, look, I think it's worth as well mentioning they Pazuni made two brilliant saves. It, I mean, it could have been a lot the worse. Woman's leg was great. It could well two two of the legs, wasn't it? But I mean, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been like they could have really controlled that game and and. Okay, again, he he made the changes. I'll go back to the main game management, bringing on Sinclair very late on when you're looking for a goal, bringing on Jamie McGrath. It wasn't going to get the crowd fired up. I'd rather have seen Aaron Conley come on with 20 minutes left and think, God, he's going to change it up now and he's going to try and get that ball in behind and have Aaron Conley causing Van Dyke problems. But instead, it was just, what are they going to do now? And it wasn't, it, it, again, it wasn't an idea because I know Ronnie Whelan said, oh, we need to bring up Shane, I think he said something, didn't he? That oh, we need to Shane Duffy up top. Up front. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. That that's mental. Like you leave Ronnie alone. No, that that's just you, you can put uh, yeah, if you're gonna put players up there, that's fine. But I mean, like it's gonna get the crowd going. I mean, that that is a 1980s comment, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm not but being funny though, Martin. What else? You've got to get the ball in there. Yeah, yeah, you know, I know that, but that's what I'm saying. He's put Sinclair up there, top, top, and he's gotta you've got to start putting the ball up in there haven't you and and we didn't get the ball over and fr- i could see the frustration with stephen kenny of you know we were the stupidness with the throws like we had ryan manning come all the way over to take a throw and you're thinking they're going to put it in the box here we couldn't even get that right last night surely it's got to be duffy well, flicking clean, it on for right but no ur- no urgency either down. Yeah. No urgency what? either i mean everything was so slow and even chidozio benny i think martin i think you put a poll out on one of the on one of the socials, yeah. and I think he got player of the window. Like Chidozi Benny was ridiculously wasteful. You know, like he 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 had no end product. He was taking on players, and he was actually allowing as a winger. Like I I, I obviously I coach football. I played a lot until I was you know kind of into my late teens and stuff. And I I was a winger, and I remember my coaches always saying, "Um, great guy actually, Jerry. He's not wasn't even actually a coach of mine, just a." I suppose a, a mentor of mine as a, as a young lad, but Jer- Jerry would have coached um, Stella Maris and Kevin's, and you know mm. would have brought a lot of players through. Um, you know would have brought a lot of players over to England as a scout. And I remember him saying to me, um, because I he, I remember just bumping into him one day and he said, "You're playing as a winger, aren't you?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Well," he said, "Here's a little bit of advice." He goes, "If you're playing, you're right footed." I was like, "Yeah." If you're playing on the right hand side, he said, "Drive at the players and get the delivery in as quickly as possible because your centre forward will be running with momentum. If you stop." And if you start doing stepovers, because I used to love a stepover. I used to think I was fucking Cristiano Ronaldo and I'd probably fall over the ball. He said, when you start doing that, he said, the defenders get set. 
and then it's harder for your center forward to play against the the mm. center backs. And now that that's an issue across the board in football. But Ogbeni and James McLean, um, to his credit, will get the ball in nice and early. And we got yeah. two goals against Gibraltar because of that. Ogbeni was taking the ball in. He wasn't running directly. And then he started taking the player on. And while he was taking the player on, the, the Dutch defense could get set. And he, by the time he got the delivery in, it was either blocked by Nathan Aki or um, the center house were able to clear the ball. So it's simple things like that. You know, simple things like that. No urgency last night. And again, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily fully blame Chidoziak Benny. He's, he's, a, he's a powerful um, juggernaut of a player. Stephen Kenny should have been saying to Ogbeni last night, no, you literally drive for the corner flag and you try and get the delivery in nice and early for Adam Ida. He's a big guy. If he has a bit of momentum, he might be able to get his head in yeah. it. And no, yeah. no, he slowed everything down. The Dutch could get set. And the amount of space last night, lads, the amount of space in midfield, when Jamie McGrath came on, he was playing all he 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 should have been dropping into those pockets and instead he was in line with Adamida. It was ridiculous the way that we were set up last night. Ridiculous Fine. going forward. No, that's fair. We're gonna move it on to the comments, lads, because we, we sort of gone a bit over all, yeah, yeah. all venting our spleen. Um quick question before I do. Um I couldn't hear because I was up in the gods. Um obviously now when Stephen Kenny's name is mentioned, you know, when you do the big and the Republic of Ireland manages Stephen Kenny and oh yeah, ooh, you heard a mixed reaction. Um, at the end, were the team booed or not? I uh, what, slightly. Uh, I was up in the yeah, premium level. Slightly, like like, oh, like just more level. pissed off with the now. more pissed off with the the kind of you know like a bit of a jeer that you know Holland had won and it was the winning yeah. announced the score. It wasn't, but, it wasn't an overwhelming no, it wasn't one. The team. No. Okay. no, it wasn't that the that's team. Fair. That's good. Right, lads, let's get into the comments and we'll continue the conversation. Oh, I'm sweating. Whew, God, it's still bloody warm here in London. Sean McDonald. Who do we get to replace him? And will they really do a better job? Jesus, we'll be we'll be here on that uh, all night on that one, lads. Um, I very quickly, lads, one word, uh, one name answers for me. It's Lee Carsley. I think the project, the project is very important. The project is pure. The project is sound. Just need to get perhaps the right man in. Martin, I don't have a name. Um, but what would sound Lee Carsley is? Did you see you you read the Daily Star today and there was an art, there was a bit of piece on him saying like you know he wants to go with England to retain that title that he won with them that's his that's... ambition you know you know to get him away from England where he's set um I think you they've got to give they've got to get a lot of money and I think again I've actually said and I'm, I'm, I'm this is not what I want to see but I, I've said I, I would not be surprised and I'll be laughed down for this I wouldn't be surprised if Roy King was given the oh, job geez. and I'll tell you why because the FAI need to get interest up again. They need don't even know who we're going to be playing. They need a sponsor. You're going to get... What you're going to get is, I think, why this could happen is you could go very short-term with this, give Roy Keane the job, bums on seats, sell tickets, high profile. That's our international manager. The thing is... We'll bring coaches in with him, sell the tickets you, on the back of it, get a I, sponsor. The thing. If you get I a coach... If, 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 like, I, I, would, I would not have Roy Keane. Absolutely no way would I have Roy Keane. But if you had Roy Keane and if you had a couple of really good... Like, Craig, I, I mentioned this in our WhatsApp group. Craig Shakespeare, who was the, the coach for Leicester when, when they won the league. Mm. You know, he, he was under Sam Allardyce for that one game or whatever. He's meant to be an unbelievable coach. And, you know, the the... the 
international coaching tickets are usually part-time, aren't they? So if you had someone like that, Stephen Reid, who was involved with Steve Scotland. Steve McLaren as well. Steve McLaren, for example, at Man United coming in. is that That's what that Ten Hag's got. A very <laughs> Could experienced... Used him with his fluent Dutch. Well, well, to be fair, he, well, to, be, to, be, to be fair, McLaren made his name as a coach rather than a yeah. manager. So people people laugh McLaren and look, United are doing shit at the moment, but he he's a, he's a coach. He's a proper in the 90s, he was coach. A great coach. So like, like I wouldn't have Keane, but if you had Keane and an and a experienced backroom team who were basically going to set the team up, call the shots with the tactics, coach the players, get the best out of the players, mm. you know, you, you, you might be onto something from a commercial point of view, but Jesus, it would be some circus. I suppose, sorry, I, I know you just asked who, who Dave, and I'm going to echo Dave, uh, James, who, who does a bit of writing on the website, but, um, you know, definitely Hervé Renard. We're not going to get him. He just got the women's job for, for the French, but definitely Hervé Renard. I think we need a, a manager who's managed at international level and has seen different international uh, size. He was managing Saudi Arabia. He won the Af- uh, the Afcon with with Zambia. You need an experienced international manager who's going to get the best out of limited players and who is going to maximize our talented players uh, coming through, such as Evan Ferguson, Nathan okay. Collins, and so on. Let me so, come in quickly on that. They will not very do that. Quickly. And the reason the reason why they won't First do that comment, is they, they need a big <laughs> they need a big name. They're not going to have a foreigner that no one knows. It's it's all commercial. They need the name that they can sell tickets on the back of. And why I'm saying Roy Keane again is they might just do it for like two interim period because the next manager, when Evan Ferguson's had another few years of development and all the lads have are on 40, 50 caps, we might not qualify for the next tournament qualification under Roy Keane. But then the next manager, that'll be his task. It's it's just pushing it down the line, I admit. But that's then the job. The, the key thing the FAI will want to do is qualify for Euro 28 when it's in our own backyard. The, that, thoughts, that are, the thoughts of that are terrifying. Fucking terrifying. Yeah. I know. Terrifying. Um, just, just on that, I, I do agree. I, I don't want Roy Keane anywhere near the job. I think they will go down at line because the FAI, I think, will panic. Um, they'll say, well, we, we tried the League of Ireland thing. That didn't work. We need to get people on side. And it'll go with a big name. Like Stan was a big name after uh, the Brian Kerr experiment failed. So I, I can see them doing it. I can see them doing it. Right, lads. Lots of comments. Yeah. We've been on early an hour. Mm. I want to be done before midnight. So um, let's go as quick <laughs> as we can. Um, John Foy, I saw Eamon's article. Never mind, O'Neill. Good man, John. Uh, Martin Fitzpatrick, he's no sympathy for illness. Martin, baby, come on. Reese Madison. Uh, all right, lads. Do you think Kenny should be gone in the next coming days or the end of the campaign? Next coming uh, days. Give, give give the new manager a couple of competitive games to find his feet and blood a few new players. It's an extra couple of games. It's a free shot. Give them as many games to prep for the next campaign. Yeah, go I think I think give him October. Give him the Greece game. It's his last chance. And that's just been really, really fair because I just think he, he can argue we had the two top teams in the group. We were very close against them. We are getting better. He had a lot of injuries to contend with. I think he'll go. If we put in a performance against Greece and he gets the six points in that part of it, it's finishing on a high. Okay. okay. Me. Uh, John Foy, second half. He should have changed the formation to match the Dutch. Big mistake. We've always we've said a lot about uh, yeah. um, his in-game management. Interesting nonsense. How are you doing over on YouTube? Evening, lads. Definitely time for a change. The Kenny Air has run out of steam, unfortunately. Daryl O'Connor, how are you doing, Daryl? Inconsistency with Kenny. Last year's winner, for example, shot against Romania and Ukraine then pulls us back with Scotland. Just a matter of who his replacement will be. Will Carsley, uh, Will Carsley wanted, etc. Um, <coughs> excuse me, Adam T. On YouTube, Kenny's bitten off more than he can chew. Ew, uh, surely he, even he knows it, despite what he and Nathan Collins say to the me- media. Yeah, he was uh, 
big time supporting his manager there. A lot of players actually came out to support the manager, to be fair. Graham Farrell, how you doing, uh, Graham? Only half a comment here. How is Doherty still getting a game? The chap is clueless. Same with Hendricks, still getting into squads. As I said before, and like Duffy was getting at, what what's, he's trying is commendable. He's had bad luck with injuries. I'm not sure... Looking back on it, it was poor performance. We did well. Problem is, we can't seem to stay in the game longer than 45 minutes. He was reactive rather than being proactive. Kuma made a change at halftime. He didn't. And I knew what was coming. And bang, Weghorst. Uh, John Foy, how you doing, John? Oh, there. Keep it clean, guys. Oh, oh never. Double entendres earlier on. Um, Alan Fred Griffin. Don't have the players. End off. Can't get why O'Shea didn't play both games. Uh, try no piece of senior players. Tanya now, lads, trying to piece the senior players. John Foy, Kenny has a style of play, but he hasn't the players to implement it. Very true. Playing wing backs. Yeah, but yeah, 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 but at the same time, yeah, exactly. He playing wing backs and then trying to implement a, a system and playing two in midfield. You know, so it's 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 all over the place. The, the, the we don't have the players um argument is yeah, it's 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 understandable, but it's also not a full factor. Like they haven't given manager, a chance. Yeah, but it, you, you maximize. I, I've said it several times already, but like you, you maximize limited players if you're a decent manager. Uh, uh, new in York on YouTube, who's replaced Kenny? If you're talking about who's the best available manager, Slavin Bilic or Hansi Flick, but if it's a case of who the FA can afford, well, it would be Damien Duff or Neil Lennon. Definitely Bilic, but lads. sadly, yeah, sadly not available anymore. He went to Saudi. Lennon did, did he? No, Bilic. No. Oh, okay. I don't. Uh, I don't think, think. I don't think Lennon would survive in Saudi somehow. <laughs> in an alcohol-free country. I don't think his lifestyle would, uh, would, would, no. would work there. Yeah. Um. Very quickly, and I mean very quickly. Damien Duff. A bit too soon for him. Do you imagine? I mean, he's got it, a passion. He'll, he'll be. He'll be in contention for it. Um. He, and he I, and I would. And, and Robbie will be in contention for it as well. Let's not mention him. He will be. <laughs> Damien Duff, though. I, 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 I take I, Duff over I, Robbie. I don't know if he'd want to work for the FAI, but again, if you've Duff with a strong backroom team, I don't see why not. Fair. Martin Fitzpatrick, Keith Tracy was saying Damien Duff is his shout as next manager. Yep, saw that and off the ball. Can't afford anyone who's been managing Premier League recently. Very true. Sebastian you can, Olsen, though, can't you? You can, though. So just on this, sorry, Grand Potter was talked about a little bit today. Now, he got a massive payout from um, uh, Chelsea. Chelsea. And... So money's not an object for him. He could easily come in there and go, give me a campaign, get my profile project. up of doing really well with this lot and sorting out their house and, and, and I'll come in there and mm. do it and, and have a go at international because he was linked with the, being the next England manager of Southgate had gone. So yeah, that, that yeah, could have, that, that's, that's not, that's, a, gone away. that's not too far away that. Cause I think if Brennan Rogers was available now, he, he would definitely be in there. Um, he might leave Celtic again though, would he? Do, who's that? <laughs> so. Rogers, he wouldn't walk out in Celtic again, would he? Oh. Jesus, <laughs> he might be gonna, thrown out. I might upset a few people. Um, no, I, I do see what you're saying there because look, Jack and Mick both took massive pay cuts uh, to take the Ireland job in the 80s and 90s, so it can happen. Now this is a whole different ball game, but you know, I get what you're saying there, Graham Potter. Who else did he turn down? He turned someone else down. He turned down Leicester, didn't he? As well in the championship, a couple of clubs approached him. He's a very good coach, Graham Potter. Yeah, and something like that. I, 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 yeah, I, I think there's still a rigidness with Potter, though. Like, you know, and, and you look at a lot of these kind of managers with those kind of mid to top range kind of Premier League clubs, like even Nuno Espirito Sancho or San, uh, Santos, like really, really good with Wolves. But again, had a certain selection of players that were part of that product. Matt Doherty being one of them went to Spurs, didn't work out. So I, I, I actually think Potter would, would struggle with this, especially not being used to, to coaching at international level. Yeah. He was he was very much a systematic coach and he took years to kind of implement what he did. 
Fair. Uh, Sebastian Nolton, Armenia lads. Armenia, yeah, sorry. That's um that, that was me. <laughs> that um that goes to Graham Farrells. Uh, two up against Azerbaijan at home. Did we not draw one one? Yeah, sorry, Armenia. Armenia Graham and Sebastian, thank you guys. They all fucking they all sound the same. Uh no, they don't. Oh, they are actually in the coxes, but anyway. Also, Luxembourg was the low point. They've actually kicked on and are joined second in the group at the moment. Uh, we've gone backwards and rapidly. That's the thing. We've gone backwards and everyone else is catching up and overtaking. That's what people forget. Same with the League of Ireland. Ah, oh, it's gone on so well. Yeah, yeah. the other teams have gone bloody Con- context, context is key, isn't it? Like, context is key. Of course it is. Of course it is. Daryl O'Connor, like some suggesting other dice and likes is really backwards. We want to keep him over that. We'd want to keep him over that, but I've come around to the fact that we need to change, need to do this right. And Daryl, I know you, you're a big Kenny fan. Um, Chris, Dave, I've seen you walk into the ground last night. I was eating curry chip and shout across you, mostly trying to podcast my arse. <laughs> 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 I think you're on the phone and pretending to be. Um, <laughs> he, he he actually told me, Chris, that he, he saw you and he ignored you and he, he just says, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah, he's just, he's gone a bit high profile yeah. now. Well, well, Chris, you don't subscribe. You see, you know, you don't, you don't pay the monthly subscription. Like, like Dave, you, know. you, you you should be on an Instagram and saying, you know, oh, thank you to all the fans who approached me and said hello. Yeah, all right, and, remind, kind of, and we don't have tickets though, do we? Don't ask you for tickets. Don't have tickets. We, don't no. do tickets. we actually did source something out with tickets, but um, yeah, Chris, my apologies. <laughs> I, I I do apologize for that. Um, I was very unwell yesterday. I'm still unwell today. And who was on the phone with yesterday? It was coming from the ground. I was trying to find my mate, um, my guard mate, um, trying to hide Your the bro- bodies. Parole officer, is huh? <laughs> yeah. Why do you think I'm back to Ireland so many times? Uh, Darla Connor, I want to go to Major Tournament before I have grey hair. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Uh, Jason McCutcheon, I've been a big supporter of Stephen Kenny. However, the bigger picture here is investment in the infrastructure around the country, grassroots. Our soccer is in a disgraceful state. One billion euros. One billion euros. And Neil Radker had the absolute goal to say that this is a great opportunity. The Euro 2038, whatever campaign it is. The 28, isn't it? The Euros. We want to show off our world-class facilities. <laughs> what world-class facilities? One stadium. Our half, our half a stadium that looks like a uh, toilet seat. Yeah, do you know what though? The, the New Lansing Road is actually that's that is a lovely stadium. I, I, I genuinely, it's lovely. I'm sorry, but, yeah, you get press passes, you're not gonna they don't build the stadium. It's it's lovely, don't worry. They serve lovely curry, and yeah. it was lovely last night. I couldn't taste the bloody thing because of my cold, but it was lo- but I'm sure it was lovely. And the staff there, by the way, if you're watching, the staff in the Viva are actually very, very nice, they're very nice people. <laughs> Graham Pyle, uh, he's walking contradiction is Stephen says one thing, does another, says he wanted to play four or four three. Uh, four, three, three. Uh, then persists for five, three, two. It's fucking mental. You can't play Russian roulette with team selection. It's costing us massively, and we're limping to fourth in this group. Graham again, flecking Egypt. We he was horrendous. Mm-hmm. He's never been near any of the Dutch youth teams. Uh, Daryl O'Connor, as we all agree, Greece away was our cup final for this group. The deflation after losing in Athens was the worst I've seen. Very deflated. Even in Paris, yep. even in Paris, even running Gibraltar game, it wasn't good. Uh, Cormac Murray, Roy would be the disaster. I agree, Cormac. Here, here. But you know, but you know what? It wouldn't be boring. It wouldn't be boring, Dave. It's not boring now, to be fair. Dave Walsh, agree. Martin's comment on Duff. We've to gamble on our next manager given the money situation. Least he's played at the top level. We've gambled on Kenny, and it's run its course at this stage. John Foy, Keen, no, no good at all. Were you going for the pun there, John? I'm not sure. It's like an Alan Partridge. Keen, no. Uh, Anthony Filganati, that's a shit joke, sorry. Anthony Filganati, Lee Carsey will be a good appointment. I agree, he'd be my guy. 
Daryl O'Connor, Martin O'Neill interview in TalkSport was so negative. He's one of the ones that never gave him a chance. Bitter, similar to Kerr. Yep. You should open up a lemonade stand together to that bitter. Piotr Odun, good man. Done. Um, it didn't work. So people who didn't want him were right. Yeah, I knew that was coming. True patter, but, you know, a stop clock is right twice a day, isn't it? Like, people that wanted him made from the very, very beginning did not give him a chance. Okay, they were proven right, but you know, there's a way you go about it. You know, like, give the guy a chance. They just didn't give him a chance. And even when it was looking positive, they didn't want to acknowledge it. You've got to be fair and balanced. Now, phones the time. We've seen it, and, you know, we need a change. Anyway. Uh, Dave Walsh, Carlsy for me is next manager. Wouldn't be upset with Duff. Yeah, I'm the same. Uh, can't think of anyone else who'd take it or who we could afford. Archduke, 8199. Don't want Keane as manager, but can see the FAI going with him. They are fucked money-wise. I need to sell C. The bar will love that appointment. Martin just, would, anyway. Just on that one, just on that one. That That's a key factor on this, the ticket sales. The mm. lads around me, all right, I was in the premium level last night. I was you know, on a season ticket, the, a lad from Bristol London, I swapped with him and whatever it was. But a lad's around there, a lot of even at like the, the game the other night, and, and generally you go to Lansdowne as well. They don't have a clue what's going on in the pitch. And that, and that sounds really derogatory of the Irish support. But a lot of them, even when we played against France, it was all to see Evan Ferguson. It, it's coming along. You don't know much about the team. And now we're obsessed about it, as Nick said earlier. But... You know, they don't have a clue. You know, the comments coming out with, during the game. And, and the excitement was brilliant. And I went along with it. But, like, you know, as, as soon as the, the, their penalty went in, it was all just shit. The narrative with them just all changed really, really yeah. negative. And, oh, we're shy. Look, he's fucking useless now. And, oh, well, he plays there and all this. He's Doherty's so crap. And it was just given out about them. And there's no real support there. But I, I think the fact is the FAI will want to – they have to sell tickets. And they're going to really struggle. They're already thinking they're going to be down about 8,000 on the renewals. So they mm. need a big name coming they in. They need money. They need money. Yeah. Like they're in debt. They're seriously in debt. The other manager, perhaps is Chris Uton. That's been mentioned. And I know we're talking about the style of football and stuff, but I think again, Chris Uton will not command a lot of money to come and take the job. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Cause I, 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 no, just know Chris, you nothing against man. Absolute gentleman, trailblazer, fantastic player, lovely man, but no. Oh, Cl uh, Mark Hatch, clueless lack of experience in management other than league of Ireland. By Stephen Kenny, quite simply, why I was deaf should never got the job in the first place. Patter again, seriously, Kenny, why I was deaf. FAI fat cat are to blame for leaving there so him there so long. John Foy, bring us some of the under 21s. Well, we thought he was going to do that in November, maybe yeah, he, he did. Jay brought in Sinclair, so, yeah. Sinclair, right. Armstrong, yeah. You know. yeah, you should have done it in November, shouldn't he? Cormac Murray, uh, Kenny Furness has blooded a lot of you, especially at the start of his time. Is a case of a good coach, but not a good manager, a man manager. I don't know about man management, I think they want to play for him. He's kept them on board. They respect them. But um, I just don't think he's consistent enough. If he had stuck to his guns, Cormac, that's my thing. If he had stuck to his guns and just kept with the plan and what he set out to do, and then there was... Do you remember there was pressure? It was like the 1-1, one, one, wasn't there, at home to Qatar? Sorry, in um, away to Qatar. I think it was in uh, Hungary, wasn't Hungary, it? Hungary, yeah. And, you know, Noel Quinn was there with Keith Andrews. Oh, I looked a lot better with the older heads. So he did try with the young lads. And yeah, then he yeah. went with... That yeah, was the one nil at home to Luxembourg. He should have stuck with them. He should have stuck with them. And then, you know, six months, whatever, down the line, they'd be better. They'd learn from it. They'd be stronger. But he didn't. And he went back to the older players. Anyway, uh, Jennifer Nee, uh, Rafa Benitez. No. Um, great in his day in the 2000s. But I think he's gone, Jennifer, to be honest with you. He's not, I mean, not available anyway. Not available. 
he would command a king's ransom. And you know I mean, look what he did to Everton. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Cornelius Barnett, um, have the FBI the money to bring in a decent manager? I think one could be found. I think a deal could be brought in. Definitely. Um, I, 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 think... I, I think it's going to be, I, I can't help but feel it's going to be a very out there um, appointment. Like I, I think Brian Barry Murphy, you know, he's with the Man City development team. I think he's very much in the running. I think someone along those lines, someone who who's maybe a young up and coming coach who's very highly regarded within the English mm. system where most of our players are. So I, I can see someone like Duff. I can see someone like Brian Barry Murphy. Um, you know, like look look at some of the assistant appointments, mm. like very, very out there. Anthony Barry was extremely out there, but a very, very good appointment. John Eustace as well. I think he's up for the championship uh, manager yeah. of the month. I think I think there's there's talk that he's been looked at by other clubs. Birmingham are going well, aren't they? You know, so um, even Duff himself w- was an excellent appointment as an assistant. So, so it could be a very out there appointment by a very highly recommended cute, manager. Has to be a cute appointment. Let's yeah. not look to throw money at it. Let's not go down the trap of Tony or the Martin O'Neill route. Okay, this has to be. We have to invest in younger players. The plan is a good plan. It's just it's been implemented. The execution has been poor. That's it. It's a good plan. So hopefully the FAI have the discipline. And and look, take, if they don't have anyone lined up, take your time. Then take your time and have somebody lined up. Line someone up. Take your time on it. Don't throw money at it. Don't throw money down the drain. Don't go for a rock star manager and rock star wages and he fucks off after every, you know, and has no connection to the job, doesn't want to do it. Watches DVDs instead of goes to games. That's what Trapattoni did. You know, and then after Euro 2012, he was then made to go to games, which is ridiculous. Nothing like that. Acute. There was one out there. There's somebody out there that can get this team playing. I'm telling you now. Um, Cormac Murray, is it attractive football or possession for sake of it at times? Apart from a few games, it is ultimately crosses at pieces. We have a lighter. I agree there, Cormac. It's not, I think it's not it's that just... attractive. I mean, like I said, it's not that attractive. <laughs> I mean, I mean, g- giving the ball away cheaply a lot is not attractive. Knocking the ball right now, look. There, there are times we put lovely patterns of play together, but in the final third, it really is lacking. Even look at Adam Ida, those two chances he had when he was basically one-on-one with the keeper and he was he, he got his back turned to goal. You you should have midfielders bombing on there. You should have players knowing mm. exactly where they need to be. Like the, the furthest man forward always seems to be the furthest man with the ball in possession. And as I said, when you have Chidozi Ogbene as your main creative outlet and he keeps, he keeps allowing teams to get set that's not a good that, that's not a good um uh, kind of tactic to have and then jason knight is very is a very very tidy player but when he's nothing in front of him and when he's not runners um you know in, in behind then you know he he's he's dealing with something that's very very limited so you know as i said you, you can you can pass the ball around but i mean 10 years ago that that was a decent tactic knocking the ball around the back and trying to open up the space so we're it, it looks better because we're not used to it yeah but it's lagging years and years and years behind. No, it, it. I saw that a lot last night. And, you know, when we broke forward, even against France, we broke forward, there was no one. There was no one. And then it's gone. And then, oh, 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 better, better run up there. And then it's gone. Football's about fractions. It's about millimetres, centimetres. It's it's about split seconds. And we just don't have that. Um, cracking on. Jimmy Shell, is it... Is it it's a pity for the style of football that we haven't a young Wezo in our midfield. Well, there you go. Martin O'Neill wouldn't play him, would he? Nor did a trap. Uh, Daryl O'Connor, one of those Lee Carsley play at wing backs. They won 3 0 today, 21s against Luxembourg today. You know what? 
I'm pretty sure Lee Carsley would look at it and be diligent enough to go, right, what players do I have? What do I have here? And he would build a system that would suit the players he has. And that's what the manager... It's it's, it's system about formation. Like Slavin Bilic said a years ago, didn't he? He said the, the formation may look like the bones of it, but I mean, you can go from five at the back to four at the back, depending on your system very, very fluidly. It all depends on who you select and yeah. what system you implement. So the, the formation is very much just, just the skeleton. Absolutely. Um, Evan Ganley, our set pieces crossing was horrific last night. Well, I thought McLean's were excellent, but once he went, it went to shit. It absolutely went to shit. John Foy, yes, it was more attractive football, but with no end result. But the mistakes he handling, that's costing us matches. They've got to be aggressive when every ball and get on with the play. Press, press, press. We need the press pressure consistently. Put them under pressure. There you go. Uh, Jared O'Connor, why do you think, who do you think will be the top three candidates for the job? Well, I think it's going to be. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, lads. It's going to be Keane, it's going to be Duff, it's probably going to be Carsley, isn't it? I think Duff, Duff, Carsley, and Brian Barry Murphy. Brian Barry Murphy, but but I but I honestly think it's going to be someone that we just didn't see coming. It'll either be somebody we didn't see coming or Roy Keane because they're gonna, they're gonna <laughs> panic. No, no, they're gonna panic, they're gonna panic, and I think they're gonna panic and they're gonna think money and we need to get bums on seats. That's what just, they're gonna go for the box office. I just don't. When, when, I, I don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening. I hope I it doesn't. Hope, hope it doesn't. Yeah. Tell your name. I just, I just, I just don't. I don't think it will. I don't think it will. I, I just, I just can't see it. Yeah. I can't see it happening. Commercial, <laughs> commercial or not, I just can't see. Roy he, why did you see Martin job. when we're doing the the Roy Keane appointment episode? No, I can't see it happening. Lads. <laughs> can't see it happening. John Foy, and just to uh, just want to add, needs to mix it up even with a few long balls in places. John, absolutely. Nothing wrong with a bit of that when you're you're one nil down, 20, 15, 20 minutes to go. You won't go down. Go for it, Daryl O'Connor. Uh, worst thing about this is the I told you so brigade. He won't even go to the games. Who sit in their bar stool from a public calling for big salmon, or slag off the fans for chanting Argentina. Mm-hmm. We weren't even at the match. Just say, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Ken Gorry, would another manager have got more out of them isn't the question. It's how long do we let this shambles continue before we change things? I, I don't think it's going to go on much longer now. I think, Ken, it's optics. You know, we saw what, what happened with the Vera Powell situation with the FAI. Did he want, did he want to sign want two managers or two national managers in space a week and then take the criticism and then have it all kind of lashed at them? Or do you want to take our time? Given to the fullness of time, you've already made a decision. And then, you know, take your time and go about it. I think that's probably, I think the decision's been made. That's my opinion. But it's when they pull the trigger, basically. Uh, Dave McGuinness, the issue is the majority of fans, like yourselves, exasperated with it and with him. He's causing people to withdraw fate as his dinner makes him look very weak, to be honest. Not a nice thing to say, but true. I'll be honest, lads, and I'm sorry, but and I said it the other day, Dave, but like for the first time in my whatever... I'm going to say 25 years supporting Ireland. It's the first time I've just felt completely flat and emotionless about it. Because yeah. I, I I, would struggle to get through an international game because, because I'd be shitting myself so much. Not because I'm lactose intolerant, but because it, meant so, it means so much. And now, even last night, lads, when, when the Vekers goal went in, usually that would have been a, a cut to the heart. But now, I, I, I did, not that I you didn't give a shit. It. I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. Go. That is hard. Yeah. There you go. Turn coat. Bet you, bet you was Portugal be crying. Um, nine, nine, nine nil against Luxembourg tonight, lads. Jesus, and we lost one nil. <laughs> uh, Graham Farrell. His interviews are more awkward than Martin Neal and Tony Dunne. Apparently, he's being media trained. One who the hell is training him? I'll don't know. Yeah. 
John, John Foy. So was Jack. Uh, so was Jack. He really shut the media down, especially Amy Dunphy. More relevant to him than a fly on a wall, to quote Big Jack. That was after Italian 90. Going far, we were very unlucky on the Mick in 98 and 2000, beaten by Belgium way after Carsley handled it in Lansdowne. Um, and gave away a pen. Then Nilis and Penn scored two poor goals that we gave away. 2000, we almost qualified until Macedonia got a goal in the 95th minute. That handball was actually against Turkey in 99 for 2000. Just thought I'd say that to you there, Graham. But yes, you are correct. Guns, people keep saying that he's unlucky, which he arguably is. But he's very lucky on the sense of having the vast majority of media on his side and refusing to criticize him for three years. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. And I, I just want to actually hit that one in the board because you've had people, to be fair, like Dan McDonald. Your mate, your mate, Philip Quinn. Philip, Philip Quinn went after him. Paul Rowan went after him. Um, also, you've had a lot of members of the media, maybe not the written media. Uh, well, Brian Kerr went after him. I think Roddy Collins has been after him. Damien Delaney. Uh, Pat, is that? Damien Delaney. Damien Delaney has been going after him. McAteer went after him. Ian Hart went R after Richard him. Richard Dunn. Richard Dunn's going after That's him. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, there's there has been quite balanced. So a lot of guys have done a hatchet job on him because they, they were loyal to Mick. So, you know, I, I mean, Mick... Was in, was on cold commentary for his first game against Bulgaria, so it has been quite bad. I think people don't look at it that way. Um, anyway, Carmack Murray, uh, two qualifying campaigns is a fair crack for any manager at international level. Most genuine supporters wanted it to work, but sadly, it's fizzled out. Certain sections of media went overboard, hyping Kenny from long way out and slaughtering Mick, building ridiculous expectation levels. He probably didn't help that himself. And he said we had one of the best, what was it, back fours and top 10 in Europe. Or yeah. um, Donnell McQuillan, will it take a bad result to uh, to Greece before Kenny will go? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's already in motion, to be honest with you. Dean O'Reilly, lads, it seems to be a common thing with fans of having high notions of what the team should be capable of achieving. Yes, Kenny has fallen short in some aspects, but the fact that you're talking like we should be able to put it up to the Dutch and the French and how disappointed it is not getting anything out of the game on what planet are you on I presume we we say. never said anything about about the French we we very much said that we never expected to beat the French and we we were set up well against yeah. the French to be fair that Dutch team last night lads were very poor and there was a result there and a good manager would exploit the space that there was we were at the game mm. we were watching it they would have exploited the space that was there they would have gotten the substitutions right they would have gotten the substitutions um timed right as well so no we never said anything about the french yeah. we we knew we weren't going to beat the french but but at the same time lads we're not so bad that we're getting thumped by teams we're not losing six seven nil to the dutch and the french we're not far off but the reason we're the, you know the the reason that um we aren't getting the results is because of you know simple little things but no we never said we never said anything about beating the french we never no, no, but no, I think you you can't just say like oh well, in what world because like you look at other teams in groups and, and these teams do have an off night and um, that's what we've got to capitalize on. Um, sure. Albania, Scotland, be... Scotland have had their big victories over France yeah. over the years. We beat Germany, yeah. you know, in, in a and I know Martin mm. and Neil spoke about that today where we beat Germany. Um, I mean, if you look at that, that was massively lucky. You know, it was a long ball. I think Albania beat Poland right. last night. Just another example. Yeah, like there, yeah. There's, there, there's so many, there's so just... many shocks happening around international football at the moment. Look, yeah. look at Macedonia drawing with uh, Italy last yeah. last week, and they beat Italy in the World Cup playoffs. So there's more shocks happening in international football now than there ever has been. So of course, um, of course, we've every right to be ambitious as fans. Yeah, realistic, um, but also ambitious. Yeah, I mean that, that's the whole idea, isn't it? Like that's the beauty of football. Arguably, any team could be anybody. What's yeah. the point of doing? Um, Graham Farrell, it is a system and watch a lot of our youth games. We qualify for a lot of terms lately at youth level. Problem is, though, Delaney has let us go far behind 
uh, with sprinting to catch up. And those before him as well, to be fair. Dave McGuinness, we need a manager who can get the best out of the players consistently. We've currently got players like Cunningham, Breen, currently playing at the peak. Trevor Tony got the best out of Irish players like St. Ledger, Wiener, Lawrence, and Delaney, and kept Keane scoring regularly. Uh, Stone got Liam Miller uh, going when he did on the care. Uh, Martin O'Neill had a very, very ordinary squad, got the best out of certain players like Andy Kill, Kevin Hunt, Steve Quinn, and got those two tournaments. Spot on, David, yeah. Um, David continues. Martin O'Neill makes recent scores were limited. Also, uh, not full of world-class players. You don't need to team Premiership, Championship, League players to beat Armenia, Greece, or Azerbaijan, Malta, Norway, Latvia, etc. Please, well, Norway the... now <laughs> is a stretch. Well, well, they didn't have Haaland, to be fair, because it was an unsanctioned friendly. So Man City said, you're not going to that game because mm-hmm. we get zero compensation. You get injured, pal. Um, you know, we don't have the players argument. I keep seeing online. Look at our own 21s with plenty of players. I was at Turkey match. Excellent. Uh, and we've never said that, David. We've never, ever said that on this. We, we do have the players to do better. We do have the players to do better. And we've said that from day one. I just want to talk about our, one of our players for a minute, right? I, I just want to talk about Jason Knight. I, I think he's been one of our best players under Stephen Kenny. I, I can remember three matches where he's now been man of the match, as he was last night. He was, I think, in Luxembourg. Um, mm-hmm. I think away. because or, or he had such a good game, Stephen Kenny was pushing him forward to kind of get the plaudits to the fans. And I think he got, he got it, didn't he, as right wing back. Was it against Gibraltar? Yeah, Gibraltar. Or not, yeah. Or, or, yeah. Um, but he's but he's just a mystery. Like Kenny doesn't know what to do with him. You know, I think he actually got dropped for one game under Kenny, and you, because yeah. Kenny didn't. But he, he's obviously a very very important player for us. But we decided not to play him in one of these games. I'll look back at it and see which one it was. But you know, he's a player who he plays small ball. He he does play ahead of. He plays for Ireland a level above. Uh, he plays very well for his club, doesn't he, Nick? We know that. Yeah, but, he, well, but again, we, we but think he should yeah. be a good, better side. But yeah, he, he is very, very good for us. Part, part, part of the issue with that is he, even when he was at Derby, he, you know, he, he didn't really nail down a position. He's playing as a number ten now for Bristol. That's where he should be playing for us. Yeah. I, I was having a conversation with my mate Kenny, not Stephen Kenny, my mate Kenny McCoy. Hope if you're watching, mate, hope you're well. It's great to see you, lads. Yes, saw him last um, night, yeah, in the pub. Yeah, he said you fucking blanked them. You just, you just, he was on the phone. He was to John Delaney, and he just like kind of waved him off. <laughs> Yeah, they told me that. I was like, oh, fucking you, Martin fella. Dave was very offended, by the way. Not, I'm not talking about myself in third person, by the way. So, mate, Dave, hope you're all watching that. Sorry, lads. For... No, he's not no, sorry. He's a wanker. fucking reading 100, listening to 100 voice notes of the day from Dave. <laughs> fucking what's <laughs> Don't you blame me, pal. Not this or, one. Or anyway. I was probably thinking, is, oh, they're going to ask working. me, is Dave feeling better? And they've gone to get him some cough medicine or something. I only should have actually. I was on the Lemsip tablets. Mm. He did fucking nothing. Look, they said we've always known Dave's a, bit, a sick man. I don't know what they meant. I am very sick. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. I think the young lads say cool. But anyway, going about Jason Knight and Kenny McCoy made a great point. He says he is going to have the same course. We were talking about it last night. He's going to be like John O'Shea. He's not going to be able to n- nail down just one position and become great in that position because he can play in, in, an, in an array of positions. He's going to be one of these guys. He's going to be. Sh- Arsed about by his manager. Oh, we need someone to fill in right back or left back, or whatever. I uh, fear for him. Happened to John O'Shea. Mark Lawrence, to be fair, was a rare exception because he played in a top, one of the best sides in the world at the time, Liverpool. And he was great in every position. So it can happen. But I do fear f- for Jason uh, Knight in that. And he, he was phenomenal. He, he showed Cullen. And he showed... Well, Brown, to be fair, had a decent... I thought Brown, a big were good last night, to be fair. But, but Cullen... But Cullen was, I mean, what was he doing? He like crack kicked the ball at somebody. He's supposed like he's too slow. He's too slow on the ball, uh, Cullen. Just saying. 
Right. Uh, John, back to the comments, lads. We need to lash through these. We've got loads. John Foy, that's true. Kenny blooded players. Yes, he did. Damon Guinness again. Kenny's not getting the best out of these players. Those aren't those that are playing are playing far, far better for the clubs. Well, Gabazuna did ship five for Southampton. Just saying, David. If the club managers can get them to a certain threshold of ability, consistency, and they fall backwards and don't reach that threshold with Ireland when they reach their camps and go onto the pitch, then the question begs, why aren't they performing? David, oh, you're a lot coming from David here. Um, it's not like Ferguson bangs on goals for Ireland for fun. He's still a whip. Uh, Manning was player of the season for Swansea last season. Josh Cullen was superb for Burnley in recent games, but very poor for us. Why is that? Malumbi, the same. Stevens has been brilliant for Stoke this year, but awful for us. McGuinness continues. Duff is getting the best out of very limited resources at Shelburne compared to Rovers, Dundalk and Derry, who are far better finance clubs. Chris Hewton was able to get Newcastle, Norwich, Brighton and Birmingham promoted out of the toughest division in football and no money because he got the very best out of players. And then we finish up. A better manager would get more out of them. It's the manager's job to get the best out of players. You don't get a free pass on this as a manager, as many fans are giving him. No, and we, we've agreed with that. Chris Hewton, though, not for me. Not for me. Uh, people want him. No, trust me. It, it would be terrible to watch. Love him as a player. But no. Adam T, a bad result. The crease has already happened. That was the final nail in the coffin. It did start... It did start all of this. James, I do think people uh, only gave Stephen Kenny far more time because he was a League of Ireland manager. I feel if he was a non-League of Ireland coach, he would have gone. I think there's a bit of truth to that, James, to be fair. I think from the fans, a lot of the League of Ireland fans really love their Stephen Kenny. They love the underdog, don't they? They're very protective about the League of Ireland. You know, they don't really want other people involved in it. They've given him a lot more time um, than they would probably another manager. But I think the media, as I said, has been very balanced because you've had the hatchet jobs, which has mostly been spoken media or visual media, and you've had most of the writers um, given the other side of it as well. So I think it's actually been very balanced on the whole. Uh, Cormac Murray, Martin O'Neill deserves credit for year 2016. Some big results, but he's coming across savage bitter. He went to Forest after with Keane, and they were a disaster. Keane did some huge damage in the end. Well said, Cormac. Just read that bit again. Keane did some Huge damage in the end, Martin. Um, Graham Farrell, Martin O'Neill has no right to be whinging. There's a reason him and that keen dickhead can't get a job <laughs> in Ireland since football. Good man, Graham. Good man. <laughs> Reese Masterson, do you think we should go for a League of Ireland manager like Stephen Bradley or Damien Duff, or should we do all we can for Lee Carsley? Uh, not Bradley for me, to be honest with you. Duff is still... Duff would have to see Duff works because he, he he's an Ireland legend. He's got the respect. He also shows, you know, he was a Celtic. He was highly regarded as a coach. And you look what he's doing to Shelburne. He's doing brilliantly. Let's be honest with 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 it, you know. But I don't think he will work with the FAI, especially what's happened with Vera Powell. Yet again, not saying they're right. Not saying you know. But we need to hear more about that before we we talk about that because that will all come out, I'm sure. Um, but probably the way they handle that is like. Mm. Not for me. And he did walk out on the FAI, to be fair. Um, Daryl O'Connor. I remember that 2018 match versus North. Holy God, it was absolutely dreadful in terms of mood and atmosphere. Irish football was crying out for change and the majority of our support wanted Kenny. And he got him a year later. Uh, Graham Farrell. O'Neill has no right to be winning you two Muppets, him and Keane. No wonder they haven't had or got anywhere near a job since they flopped at Forest. Uh, James says, I don't think Kenny's high-quality coach. He was only a manager in semi-pro league i.e. League of Ireland. I feel I need to fund the League of Ireland proper, get top quality academies like rugby provinces have. I mean, it goes, it does, goes to show, lads, doesn't it, that we've no real 
quality man. We've no Irish managers coming through really at the moment, have we? We've got a couple of lads that uh, got that Ipswich, haven't we? That's about it. Uh, Greg Foley, you mentioned Covermans and Doctor. Any idea how many players from the era have actually come through to play senior? Huge amount. Huge amount. Bizunu, um, Bizunu, as far as I know, like if you go through the starting 11 last night, I think nearly all of them, the only ones are, that probably didn't would be the likes of Shane Duffy. Um, actually, no, Shane Duffy would have been with the 21s under Covermans. James McLean didn't play underage for Ireland at all. Uh, I'm trying to think who else, the likes of Will Keane, any of the lads who declared, but the a lot of that kind of um, kind of 1996 to 2002 kind of age bracket um, all would have been either under Coovermans or Doctor. Actually, some of the older lads would have been under Coovermans because 2008 he came in. So yeah, nearly all of them. And, and, the, and the key thing is so many of them played at underage tournaments. Yeah. Absolutely. There you go. See, Nick. Nick is our man. He knows all the domestic and stuff. The, and the in-house spoofer. Yeah, we we we're the outhouse spoofer, literally. <laughs> Martin and I, we, we don't know shit. We don't live there. <laughs> we just read it. <laughs> we, we used to get it off off the ball before he started charging. Now, we're <laughs> <fucked>. <laughs> now off the ball, get off us. Just, just remind out that we're free. Still. We are free. Obviously, <laughs> we, we couldn't charge for this. I know. Do you know what though? Say, say, say which is one. At least we're the most honest podcast out there, and we let you have your say. Mm. And it, and it's proper debate and it's passionate debate. You know, it's not professional. Do, I'm just conscious of time and stuff, but we do knock the FAI for some things. But I mean, they do get some things right, don't they, Dave? As you can see at the camera, like, there. they got. Once they got that right, nah. <laughs> look at that. A lot of next time I see you, Martin, bring a pen. I'll sign it for you. I'll, I'll bring yeah. you. Sharp. Lovely article there, Dave. Uh, I, I thought the program was interesting. Dave, your article is fantastic, of course. But I, I noticed in the in the you know this president's message, and you got the CEO's message, and they talk about the wonderful experience being down at the World Cup. Not a mention of Vera, so oh. that's going to be quite interesting. And they do obviously yeah, put an advert in for the game, and they talk about what a summer in this bit, mm. and not even a mention of Vera. So I think yeah. that's going to be very interesting to watch going forward. But. Yeah. We'll, ha- I we'll, ha- we'll hold fire that. on that because we need to see what's come out here. That this going to take yeah. a while. See, here's the thing, right? And not, not you know, I'll, I'll defend the FAI a bit. Um, look, there's a lot, lots of stuff happens here that they can't talk about publicly, and there's due process. And then <clears throat> on the out, you know, on the outside looking in, you're looking at it going, <coughs> excuse me, you're looking at it going, mm, why aren't you saying anything? It's because they can't and certain processes or whatever, and then, you know, certain things you, you find out later on. So we're going to hold off on the whole Vera Power thing because that all seems very, very strange. And I'm sure it'll all come out in the wash and we'll all, we'll all we'll be able to have a proper conversation about it further down the line, and that'll be very interesting. Daryl O'Connor, uh, while the manager we get doesn't necessarily have to be Irish, I read the GM article, good man, on Irish managers, great points. Bills. Who was that? It was Bills, I think. Bill, good man, Bill. Uh, real lack of them across the water, which really limits our scope. Sorry, <clears throat> that was an e- <laughs> being on M&M. uh, Well, at least I used the um, the cop. I got these in Paris, actually. They're quite quite tasty. Jesus, Dave. Well, I'm giving a bit of you know. You don't get you don't get this sort of stuff on off the ball. You wouldn't fucking pay for it on off the ball to hear you talking about your peanut no. allergies. Well, they, they wouldn't have M&M's. They'd probably have caviar and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they're sponsored by, like, William Hill. And they have, like, events and stuff. 
and they're still charged for sponsorship or they're still charged for subscriptions anyway. Uh, Danny lost the but um, by the way, best luck to them actually. I, I, mean, I never spoke to any of the off the ball lads, you know, they ignore me very well, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. No, I've um, I might get media trained for them to be able yeah. to call you. Uh, <laughs> I know they're all right. I mean, look, we got to do what you got to do, haven't they? That, that's, their, that's their bread and butter. And best, and honestly, best luck to them. Best luck to them. Danny Losty, defensively, we're fine. And up front, we're okay as well. Simply no midfielders of any quality. And that's the thing, isn't it? That's <laughs> if you know midfield, you can't. You can't do anything. You need midfield. Liverpool proved that last season. You need midfield. That's where the games won a lot. We have a developing midfielder, don't we? You know, like um, cousin Will hasn't really had many caps yet, but you know, hopefully. No. That, and, and again, I'd say the weirdness of the position in last night. You know, cousin Will's only developed into this kind of holding midfielder kind of thing. He was very deep last night. Southampton have been <clears> doing <throat> that with him this year, um, yeah. and and now it's like, oh well, we'll put him in there. It's it's, it's kind of by luck. It wasn't by Stephen Kenny's design that he was going to play him in there, and he wasn't brilliant when he came on last night, of course. But you know, I think yeah. as a family member, I'd like him to do well. No, no, I mean he, he will. <laughs> <laughs> he will. I mean, he's come back from an injury as well, hasn't he? So, uh, John Foy compliments Nick uh, on knowing his stuff. Yes, he does. We have him. You know, he serves his purpose. He's going to go um, for the Portuguese youth team in a minute as well. Oh, well Jesus, yeah. I'm, about, I'm about to jump ship to the, the burgundy and green machine. So, <laughs> get, get, get them all set of me while you can, lads. Jesus. Uh, James, uh, maybe we can take note from rugby. Maybe ask RFU how he built successful... Uh, success in terms of youth development and that. I'm an Irish rugby fan. Remember the 1990s rugby? Irish rugby was horrible. Now we were great. Good old core constitution and, and all that jazz. Yeah, I remember it was dreadful in the well, Five Nations. Well, skill system is certainly a way to to develop things. And as someone involved in the football school system in this country, I can tell you, and if any of them are listening, I have no problem saying this. They're a fucking disgrace. They're a fucking disgrace, the skills committee in the FAI. Absolute amateurs. You know, and, and they, you could have a competition. I think I said to you the other day, Dave, you could have a competition where there's 60 teams and about fucking 40 of them will get kicked out because they didn't put a father yeah. over a name or, you know, because they didn't play a game at a quarter past 12 when the game should have been at 12. Nonsense. And if you look at the schools, rugby, again, two different sports. There is a certain dynamic of school. There is a certain organization and, and ethos in those schools. But, you know, if you had a successful school systems, if you had funding for coaching to go into schools and, and give a bit back there, um, you could have a very, very... Look at the states as well. Look at the high school systems. Yeah. Um, you know, New we, Zealand we with the rugby. Exactly. And, and Forced the gunpoint to play rugby. And, and the other thing with New Zealand is be, a lot of the time before they play rugby, a lot of them play football beforehand, mm-hmm. you know, to, to help build them up. And then they go into weight categories and things like that. So if you got the skill systems right here, um, we could be on to a winner. However, um, the skill system is run by fucking amateurs and arseholes, to be completely honest, having dealt with them so, for so many years. And, and, they're, and I'm only saying that because they're, they're doing the kids out of games and it's fucking disgraceful and if anyone is listening from the fai skills committee <laughs> like i no 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 i'm not no dave it's not even a funny thing but like i implore them to yeah. actually to make a change and to actually address it because as as a coach within the school system um it's absolutely ridiculous what they're doing and that's no, a, that's, thought... a, that's, a, that's a massive reason why there's such contrasting views between the football and the rugby with the school system in this country and fair play to the clubs by the way fair play to the likes of kevin's fair, fair play to the likes of belvedere they're doing unbelievable work you've you've unbelievable volunteers very committed coaches that is one of the good sides of the fai but the schools committee which should um which should be pumping out players should be pumping out players they have failed uh young footballers and young coaches in this country 
Um, no, I, I thought, just thought you were well Shame said, by the way. Shame on them. Jesus. Seriously. <laughs> That's what you really think, Nick. Yeah. Um, no, I thought you were going to go with another thing in the FBI. I thought you were going to like start swearing at them or whatever, but um, <laughs> good thing you didn't. Um, no, no, no. I, I, I agree. Uh, well said. Graham Farrell, that's what Dunphy said in his column, and I agree. We lack creativity since probably Houlihan. Don't remember any decent centre midfield that we've had uh, that wants to get on the ball and create stuff. Well, we have Jack Bourne, but don't tell, don't tell James McLean that. Um, no, he is right. We don't we don't have a player like that. Robbie Brady, too injury prone. Um, we don't have anybody who, who can... Even Robbie Brady actually wasn't that sort of player, was he? You know, just somebody who could just sit behind the front two and just do something like a dink or a little slide pass, you know, like a little through ball, kind of out of nowhere, like a little flick that Houlihan could do. Um, we just haven't had anyone since then. Jack Bourne could do that to a degree, but obviously he had his run in the team and it, you know, kind of fizzled out a bit. Oh, moved there's, any, work out. there's only certain games where you need those players. It's when they come with a, a, a very defensive line and, and you've got to open them yeah. up, like, like Gibraltar will be. Um, against France, you don't need that kind of player. So... <laughs> You know, we, we're not crying out for it too much. It, it's in those tight games against the lower-ranked nations mm. where we've always struggled to get results. Yeah. And that, again, has been the thing that Stephen Kenny's not had. That's a problem position for him. And also the left has massively been a problem yeah. position for him as well. Fair. Greg Foley uh, on YouTube. The FAI are still a mess. I'll give you an example. FAI Centre of Excellence players, best of the best, ask to give back full training kit at end of season. Uh, that is socks and all. That's where we're at in 2023. That's oh, that's shocking. I mean, it's not so far, it's not so way back that there was warehouses of gear being uh, taken over, what now or something? I don't know. I won't go there. That's no, all on eBay now, anyway. One solicitor letter at a time. <laughs> <laughs> or an Elvis, is it? No. Um, Daryl O'Connor, uh, not having go at O'Neill, but he constantly put the players down, not making them. And saying uh, they're low quality while the system's having bus stops with them. Exactly. Same as Travis Tony. Yeah, and you're Declan Rice, and you're like, why, why do I want to play for them? <laughs> you know, why is this man with a beard like shouting at these lads with the same accent as me? Anyway, it's true though, isn't it? You look at that and go, huh? Uh, Daryl O'Connor, one of my favorite things about Kenny was he always picked them. He did, and actually to the detriment, to the detriment of Stephen Kenny. He does. You mean he does? He's still doing it. He d- yeah, he, he does. He, he is. <laughs> he's still in the job. He, yeah, and he still bigs him up. To be fair, and that's why that's why he love him, and he do love him. And you know, and, and I'll say it again. I said it last night. I said it looked like they weren't playing for him. I got that wrong. I saw they were playing for him last night. They knew what was on the line last night, and they gave everything they had. It just wasn't enough, was it? And you know, you have to take into a, to the fact. Obviously, the, the 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 game in Paris as well would have been absolutely brutal as well. Absolutely brutal on that team because that was they just, they ran around around they were chasing shadows all night in the Parc de Prance and that I got heat stroke although to be fair I'll probably get heat stroke in this lamp in a second. Um, where am I going? Daryl O'Connor. Players all seem to love him. Interesting though, McLean saying he needs to reflect and um, for a change. Not sure if he means himself or management. I think he needs. I think he probably means himself. To be fair, uh, Danny Losty Conley causing Van. Uh, Dijon problems seriously. Van Dyke, I think he means. No, what? Yeah, Van Dyke. Yeah, Conley. Did, did no, he... I had said. I had said if Conley could have ran oh. him, you know. Tell you what, you found what Danny Martin. He, right? he found a hard to cope with Ogbeni, who is a very limited yeah. player. So you never yeah. know. They. I do. Turn the nose up on it. There was one in the box. 
and I was watching a replay and like Benny was saying, and he had a Benny shirt and he was ripping it off. And like, Benny was doing the same thing. It happens all the time. Another way, every year they said, we're going to stamp this out and you never do. And he was reefing the shirt off like Benny in, in the box. One of these days we'll get it. Brian Murphy, sadly, Kenny Alves depth. James, like 1990s rugby from Ireland was really poor. We could barely get, we could barely win games or anything. Now, best team in the world because the grassroots of the game is healthy, unlike football, which FAI fail in. And the thing is, James, they need a billion quid. The FAI were right to do that, by the way. And that's, you know, that's not an indictment on the current FAI, to be fair. They went to the government and said, we need a billion quid. And they're right to do it. They were absolutely right to do it. That is 30 plus years of neglect. Probably longer than that. But, you know, when, when the money came in with the Charlton era, pure neglect. We're 30 years behind. Um, John Foy, I think Ronnie meant Ronnie Whelan by uh, what he said about Duffy for height and a long ball. He said they should mix it up, and I think that's what he meant. So, have some of that, Martin. Leave my Ronnie alone. I was looking at him there from the commentary last night. I was like, Ronnie, love Ronnie. Uh, Evan Ganley, team wasn't booed in 114, 115 lower south stand. So, get your facts right, lads. Uh, Graham Farrell. I was a winger as well, and my dad always said to me when he watched me uh, games, he was running his own team. Once you get a half yard on the fullback, fire it in. If the centre forward isn't there, and that's not your fault, you've done your job. And that's what I always did. I hate when wingers try to beat uh, defenders four times. McGee used to drive me mad. Beat his four, uh, fullback four times. That's true, isn't it? You fire it in. You fire it in. If there's no one in there, you fire it in low. It might go in. It might hit off one of the defenders or go off out for a corner. You know, you've done your job. I agree there. Yeah, it's interesting. Nick, you mentioned earlier about that. And uh, it's Van Nistelrooy's frustration with uh, Ronaldo when he first came to Man United. Exactly yeah. that. He made runs and he said, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah stemming, stemming the play. Yeah, yeah, stemming the play and allowing the defence to get set. But that's what Liverpool do. I know I keep going on about Liverpool, but, you know, they, in terms of the wing-back system, mm. you know, and they fire, they fire it in. They just fire them in at will, don't they? Um, Alexander Arnold and um, Annie Johnson. They just uh, not Annie Johnson. Um, Robertson. Uh, Robertson. They just fire the balls in, and you have somebody there because they know what to do. It's incredible. Uh, Dave McGuinness. Um, there were scatterings of booze, but nothing major. Yeah, fair enough. You know, and it could be just the result, or it could be at the ref. Darlica, what? Oh, just nothing. Just nothing the there. <laughs> what? What's nothing, going on? Nothing. Uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Man, we're tight in time. We're tight in time. Yeah, there's yeah. More import- there's more important things. Oh, dear. well, actually, there. Well, actually, there's not. But look, we'll we'll ignore. <laughs> yeah. Daryl O'Connor. Um. <laughs> Jesus, is that why? Is that why the picture's blurry in the background, Nick? Is, is that gas? Is it? Is that possibly? Not? Yeah, possibly. Daryl O'Connor. I do live very close to Sellafield. Um, yeah, I might have an accident tonight. Um, Daryl Connor stayed a clap to the team, but Kenny didn't really move out of the halfway line because whereas he'd normally come close to his part, he's probably worried he's going to get a little bit of abuse at him, to be fair. Archduke 8199. That throw scenario, what Martin mentioned, was absolutely bizarre. The crowd in the East Upper Stand went mental. Yeah, uh, between McGrath and uh, as well, it was just. Manny. Manny. Oh, that was oh, just epitomized. epitomized. Just, I actually do wonder what Ronnie really thought that you know when you have a player of his caliber looking at that going how and and also the players he played with you'd never see like the iron teams he played with doing that he'd be like mm. basic michael cooney let him let him see how the rest of the campaign before making a change what good does sack and kenny now do when we can't qualify unless you got somebody lined up 
somebody better lined up, then yeah, I, I go with you. Don't. <clears throat> this is not something to rush and panic over. John Foy, no way, not keen. He will go to war with the players. Brian Farrell again, no chance. Carsey's managing Ireland. He won the under twenty ones. Keen, I'd rather eat shite. <laughs> Watch him manage us. Might as well get Stephen Reid. Stephen Reid wouldn't be well. I don't know actually. I mean, he's he's had his troubles, or even Andy Reid, who's a decent coach at Forest Hughes Club. Maybe Andy not Reed's management. But, you know, could be involved in the next setup. He's an excellent coach, uh, Andy Reid. Uh, Dave McGuinness, it'll be a salary of a million quid to get Carsley. And as soon as a yeah. decent club comes knocking, I see him finding it hard to resist. English football holds him in high regard, and lots of clubs have him on their future radar. He's not a long term option to continue this project. You know how you get Good around point. that? No, it's an excellent point, but you know how you get around that? You go down yet again, the Liverpool route. You have your manager, and then you have the coaches. And when he goes, one of the coaches takes over. And then you rotate and then you get someone else in and you rotate and you rotate because, and you have continuity and you all play the same system. That's what Liverpool used to do. Start with Paisley. Sorry, start with, um, um, Jeez, you're on fire with your Liverpool stuff tonight. I am, aren't I? Yeah. I can't remember, um, your man's name, the Scottish guy. Um, Shankly. Shankly, Bill Shankly. Sorry, Jesus. Total brain fart. Bill Shankly started. Bob Posey's right-hand man went in. Joe Fagan, his right-hand man went in. And then Kenny Douglas went in. Then as soon as came in and ruined the fucking thing. There you go. But it does work. That's what I would do. Uh, Noel O'Donovan. I've seen Herbie Renard being suggested on Twitter. I think that would be a really interesting <laughs> and exciting appointment. So it won't happen. <laughs> that is brilliant. What an end. Good Fantastic. man. Colin McSubney. Do we have the cash of Carsley? I don't think Keane would get near the interview stages. He could destroy lads. I think Lennon and Duff would be an option. I don't think Lennon, to be honest with you. There was a time, maybe, but... Uh, Duke Clancy, not a hope, Keane. The lads will start dropping out of the squad. Probably would, yeah. Dave McGinnis, the sponsor issue is mm. huge. Fans don't realise what a huge issue is. That is huge. That is a massive, massive cash cow. That's the main cash cow other than match tickets uh, for the spon- uh, for the association. John Fine, no, not keen. Forget that. Uh, too much of a circus with him. Uh, leave as a pundit, not Stan either. Um, Graham Farrell, Ah uh, Martin, give him the grease game. Jesus, man. Jesus, man. Stop annoying everybody. Um, Dave McGuinness, well said. Uh, a new manager is imminent. He, she needs these games. That's what you said earlier on, Nick, wasn't it? Get rid of them and there's uh, no like, like it's it's like we're gone. We are gone, and you can either have Stephen Kenny um, gets whatever three points against Gibraltar, could win against Greece, and then he's gone, or you can give a new manager three competitive games to get experience. Um, three competitive games where young players can be blooded in in a competitive environment, and then they'll have a couple of friendlies leading into the next campaign. So I think it makes perfect yeah. sense to, to, to give them those fixtures. Fair. If they have somebody. If they have somebody lined up. They won't. It'll be Stephen Kenny. Fair. Mark Hatchett. Dave McGuinness, if he was available, I would agree best man for the job. This is uh, Chris Hewton. Uh, but he signed a two-year extension uh, to sign. Uh, again, uh, through, uh, truth is, uh, we should have kept Mick McCarthy on another ma- man who's experienced of dealing with limited player pool. Stephen Kenny has an experience or managing of coaching in annual league outside League of Ireland. His fellow Dunfermline proved that he was sacked. Graham Farrell or the fact that Len is ginger. So Graham Farrell. Well, you got against gingers. Uh, Carl McMurray, Hansi Flick would be sensational. Would it, would it be worth breaking the bank for him? They can't break the bank for any manager. They've got no money. This is a massive thing, like, like David said there. One of the things as well on, on, on Chris Hewton is um, I've, I was speaking to someone who knows him very well yesterday. And, you know, I know he's with Ghana. Technically, he's like a kind of director of football there, but he is now doing the kind of 
match day management as well, but it's a very loose contract is what I understand. And that, um, let's just say it's Ghana and for different reasons, he doesn't get regular payments <laughs> for some reason. You know, whatever it is, it's not like, you know, you're not getting paid all the time there and stuff. It's no. very, very loose arrangement. I think it was something he wanted to kind of do with his family links to Ghana. Um, so he could be enticed back and I don't think it would break the bank. But, um, yeah, it, it, it could be like, a you know, it's not the worst kind of situation. I think that that, that scenario that I can see actually happen because he's a very safe set of hands, wouldn't he, mm. with experience. I know it might not be great to watch, but I think he comes with experience, doesn't he? And Premier League experience. And I think being involved in the international setup knows how that works. It would be what coaches come with him. 20 years ago. That's time it. With it. Here are the coaches. Again, if you someone like Steve, Stephen Reek, yeah, if you someone like Stephen Reek coming in there, um, yeah, maybe, maybe it's possible. And by the way, lads, um, Stephen Reek was part of Steve Clark's backroom team. That's right. Yeah. And he left. Um, Barry Don, that's better. <laughs> We're, we're, we're going to crack. We need to crack through these lads. Yeah, we need to finish up the next few minutes. Barry Doyle, lads, to notice when Ida scored the RT cameras, didn't want to show Kenny and the management team celebrate. They flicked about 10 times elsewhere. Obviously, the agenda. Uh, nah, probably more. Dave McGinnis, spot on. Agreed. Good comments here. I'm in the Uton camp. I've been in the camp since Trap went. I think he'd leave for the Irish job, as you said, Martin. And I say he has an out in the contract for certain roles. I may be wrong, but I say he does and he wants the Irish job. But I'm sure he wants the Irish job because. You know, you, let's be honest. Look, he went for the Ghana job, but would he have gone for that if he had Premier League interest or Championship interest? No. And the last Championship club he uh, managed was Nottingham Forest, who we left at the bottom of the table or near the bottom of the table, who are now in the Premier League. Going to see Cooper doing really, really well. No. Um, Chris Hutton, not for me. The football will be absolutely dire. Uh, Barry Doyle made a good comments from the Green Machine to train up. James Agnew, same man. Good man, James. I saw him on the ground as well, actually, came up to me. Good man, James. He is a lovely man. Um, Graham Farrell, yes, but the FEI lease it. Um, that's to do with the Lansdowne. Lansdowne. Uh, John Foy, the pun. What is the pun? What are we talking about? Reese Masters. And I'm glad Ireland finally have a player like Evan Ferguson. We've been crying out for a player like him for ages. So he'd be the next £150 million striker yeah. uh, for the Prem, hopefully. Graham Farrell, the FEI would want to review the price as well, though. 50 euros for tickets to watch just get whipped. It's a joke. Well, 120 <laughs> premium 120 premium level yesterday that was face value because they sold them as the receipt they sold them as the uh duo package if you remember they're doing the same now for the greece ticket coming up with um greece and new zealand so they're going to struggle evan ganley potter the ideal man he's going to manage mediocre players to lynch above their weight punch above the weight manage nice grand far might as well give Raphael. <laughs> Get Raphael from the Turtles instead of Raphael Benitez. Uh, Willie Motley, it's definitely Damien Duff. Deal is already done. Oh, confident. Barry, Brian Murphy, they will need to go for a seasoned manager. Jimmy Shell, lads, it was going to be a change with the senior team. John Barry or the new manager at Ipswich. Kieran oh, McKenna. Uh, Graham Farrell, Michael Carrick could be out on his arse sooner, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets linked. I'm sure everyone will get linked. This is an exciting project. Don't. Don't um, mistake that. Then we get to support us. The plan is I uh, can see it being discarded in lieu of box mm. office marquee appointment. Data track sponsor and plus bums on seats. We are four odd years without a sponsor. It's unsustainable. I agree, by the way, David. I do agree. The plan is important. That's what I would go with. But that's why I can see Dwight King getting it. Evan Ganley, our crossing last night was horrific. Uh, Grain playing Duffy over O'Shea cost him 
cost him and us the win last night. Yes, yes, it did. Relying on senior players. Graham, Hardway, Keane and Barry Murphy this morning being mentioned for the Ireland job. Uh, Graham Farrell, I don't think he sacked Poe. Didn't renew a contract to buy paying off. Um, well, okay, yeah. But, you know, didn't... Um, they apparently agreed to give her a contract and then took it away according to Vera Poe. Colin Carr, great point. I felt nothing when Holland scored. Shocking thing to say, but true. So there you go, Martin. You and Colic are soulless demons. Graham Farrell. Oh, yeah, wrong game. Sorry, Dave. You should be, Graham. We were talking uh, later on about... Um, Oh, uh, the handball against Turkey. Sebastian Knowlton, perhaps it's time for Joe effing Kinnear. I'd love that. Um, maybe 20 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, but sadly, Papers, he, yeah. He, he's, um, he is actually suffering with dementia. And, mm. you know, our best wishes to uh, to Joe Kinnear. He was a cracking manager in his day. Graham, that Dutch team were there for the taking. Everyone they've even felt it last night. Yep, spot on, Graham. Can't disagree. Graham Farrell, Ogbeni, if he had an end product, had Van Dyke all over the gaff. He was worried with his pace. But the problem was he took too much out of it. He did. He did. Um, too many touches. Took took it right out of the ball. John Foy, Kenny and the team might surprise us with Greece and hammer them. Where we go from there? No. If to make the playoffs, do you think if we reach playoff and win, would it, the FAI... Uh, Keep him on based on the campaign. I think it doesn't, wouldn't really matter as long as he got us there. Uh, but that won't happen because Albania beat Poland um, in the group last night. So that means... regardless, they can't. Like he, he's he's had ample ample opportunities. It's the yeah. inconsistencies. We could we could go and beat Holland in Amsterdam, and then we could go and draw nil all with Gibraltar. You know, like it's just it's just yeah. it's, the, it's the inconsistencies <laughs> that have killed Kenny. That, it's a very it. convoluted um, playoff pro- process as well. It's a kind of quarterfinal, semifinal kind of thing. And we'd be the team that anyone would want to get. Yep. I read that. Yeah, absolutely. David Gibson referred to the online argument. We don't have the players, etc. Sorry for confusion. I know your position, to be fair. No, no, no. I get that, David. I get that. I'm, I'm just clarifying <laughs> that, you know, we haven't said it. But no, I, I, I totally get that. Stephen Hackett, to progress, we can't keep picking League One, League Two players and managers that have no records. Not one suitable manager in League of Ireland that's ready for the job. Fair, even Duff. I wouldn't be against it, but maybe a bit too soon for him. David Keegan. Good man, David. How are you doing? Kenny in v Kenny out fans. It's like the civil war all over again. It's all Irish good debate, though. It's all good debate. Even yeah. stuff on Twitter. It's it's it is now some of the stuff is fucking nonsense, but for the most <laughs> part, it is it is good debate. Yeah. Um. Oh, Graham Farrell. Small bun overnight was away to Greece. Uh, he was off that night. He did set up the Collins goal, but he he, he other than that he was terrible. Bless him. Uh, yeah, Knight needs to be playing in a more advanced role. He always wants to get on the ball. So brave and fearless, and he's so fast. Uh, Frank Gow wants Roy Keane in charge. Says he's the best choice. Dave McGuinness, class t-shirt, by the way, Dave. What a tour that was. Deserve a mention. Yes, it's Europa. Class. Love that. Zoo TV. And Zoom right, Anyway, can we just 146 on the sweepstake? Dave's just mentioned you too. <laughs> I didn't mention you too, Dave. Well, yeah, that David did. Not me. Um, David Keegan, his currency resume, solely England on 21s. Uh, Birmingham City Manager. Um, he had a couple of since. Coventry. Coventry, Birmingham City manager, but he was a very defensive coach, went off, learned, relearned, re-educated himself, and then basically, because he saw Barcelona play one day, and went, I want to play like that, and then he went to Man City, he was their under-18s coach, or under-21s coach, and I think he did very well, very well regarded, and that's why now, with the under-21s, he plays a very progressive game, because of his coaching at uh, Man City, his education. There you go. Um, whip, all work in progress, slightly minute whip, like um, when you know on about Evan Ferguson or Dave McGinnis, like, like you know, he's only a whip. Ooh. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Hill flying in for Thursday press conference in Abbottstown, according to Graham. Is that in advance of the uh, the women's 
perhaps got an mm. announcement perhaps could be we don't know sponsor not jonathan maybe hit. if they're gonna get rid of if, if they're gonna get rid of um uh it will be this week it's got to be because otherwise you're the lead into the women's game so if it's not this week it'll be he'll he'll survive um oh god uh, this is all exciting we're gonna find out next week and by the way if it does happen we will um we will have content through the week. And ten, ten, 10 seconds on this, lads. But the FAI did say if he didn't get two points out of these games, yeah. he will be gone. So, yeah. it, it, so again, a, 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 um, go, a, a tax-funded association being transparent or not being transparent. So that's a big factor as well. Would they go against that? Exactly. No, good point. Uh, Barry Murphy. Roy Keane's box office. Imagine that atmosphere if he came in. Oh, it, the first game would be amazing. And we'd probably win like 4 0. And then it would just. <laughs> probably, although, man, I could be wrong. And if he came in and made it successful, by the way, I'd be delighted. I, I honestly would. BB42, we need to pressure Bradcat and Coates to invest in League of Ireland stadiums and facilities 100%. Can't, but the thing can't, is, you don't... Can't, pre- can't pressure, pressure them for basic things. So, no. Hold their yeah. breath. They don't. They don't care. They don't care. Um, James Kenny is product of FAI system that fails his own people. Um, doesn't give him uh, that. Doesn't give them that top skills and abilities like RFU. Like uh, there needs to be support for guys like Kenny. Give him uh, top skills and support. Yep, the coaching structure needs to improve. I think it is getting better. Nick, you know more about that than me, but it. Yeah, you need to give these guys the, a chance. The, the FAI coaching education is fantastic. Like there, there's really good stuff there, you know. But um, there you go. yeah, so I, I don't, I, and I don't know if Kenny was necessarily of that same era of the stuff that's going on now. But before that, yeah, yeah. Be. But there's, but the the rugby stuff is a different level. It's outrageous. Like I've I've coaching badges in rugby and football, and um, the rugby stuff is outrageous. It's one of the best in the world. But the FAI stuff is is really cutting edge at the moment. There's people coming from the UK to do it as well. Yeah, at, at um at elite <laughs> level. And you actually see people coming over like from different countries to the FAI to do yeah. the coaching badges. So yeah, you just see John Foy on his podcast. You forgot to mention the best podcast. Thanks, guys. Good man, John. Give it a fiber layer. Uh, Paul McGinchley, uh, McGlinchey, sorry, your article got to mention on the BBC's coverage of the game last night. Oh. Whose article was that, Paul? Kevin McG- Oh, that was that my article? I think it's oh, we have to talk there. about that, lads. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Nice one. I hope that was the case. Kevin McGuinness, uh, can't see Duff coming in. FAI aren't going to the League of Ireland. Again, Chris Hutton wouldn't be the worst. Passionate about the Irish team. Um, Graham Farrell, always swear, Nick, they don't give a bollocks. Yeah. I'm sure there's something about the schools probably. committee. Yeah. There we go. James, also appreciate you guys take on many different opinions. It's proper discourse of different opinions. And uh, that is very important, James. I'm glad you said that. We, uh, and I think David McGuinness will actually tell you that as well, because we, we didn't get off to the best of starts. <laughs> But, you know, you can have your opinion. You can have your opinion on here. You don't have to agree, but we'll talk about it. And that's what it's about. It's all about discourse and, and conversation. Um, so, good man, James. Kieran Boyle, lads have been... Dr- good man, Kieran, over in sunny Florida. Lads have been driving all afternoon to get to Orlando for work. Is Kenny still around? Yes, he is. Back to long ball is needed. It's what we do best. How what people think. It gets us results. Always has. And it will launch the bastard ball in the box. Hashtag away bollocks to... Uh, away to bollocks with a story. Hashtag bring back... Adidas. Dave McGuinness, Jack Byrne, and he's passed few games with a new gaffer or an interim and let him loose would be interesting. It would be. Uh, Barry Murphy said of spending he's in all... Good form. If he's in good oh. enough form. And, and he's a good player. He's, he's a very good player. Just don't tell James McLean. Uh, Barry Murphy... Mur- let it go this one. 
Instead of spending all this money on housing Ukrainians, I'd rather spend it on a new national energy. Oh, Jesus, Barry. That's, that's the views of uh, our independent of some of our listeners and not necessarily Green Machine Podcast. <laughs> not our. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We, 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 don't, we don't share that one, Barry, but okay. Um, Glenn Forbes, question about the FAI. Any insight to why Noel Quinn didn't stay with the FAI? From the impression I got from his statement at the time when he said he wouldn't continue, it sounded like there's still an element of blaming cronyism still lingering. The reason I ask is if you want to fix soccer in Ireland, it needs to start with the FAI. Thanks so much for a great show, fellas. Thank you, Glenn. Um, there's always going to be an interim deal. Um, same with yes. um, your buddy, Noel, Noel Mooney. Same with them. So, yeah, they're, no, they're, the right, they're the right people to have in there, but I don't think... Um, probably wasn't the right time for them. They probably wanted to give it a few years before the the shop was cleared out. I suppose. Yeah, yeah some of his proposals were quite amateur in a, in a sense. The people he had involved with him, now Quinn. But um, okay, there you go. Shitting all over the legends. There you go, <laughs> James. Um, schools could, in theory, be a funnel up to the hundred seventeens, and so it'd be great potential there if it was done right. James, There's so many people with unbelievable ideas of how to restructure the systems and. They're not involved. No. Simple as that. The wrong the wrong people are involved. There you go. James, like up to League of Ireland clubs, like feeder schools to the Irish football team. Alan Brennan, Jack Byrne, for fuck's sakes, are you serious? That's the Dave McGuinness. Um not, not us. <laughs> uh, he realized quickly, uh, Dave McGuinness says, that Delaney's fiefdom runs far and wide like a cancer and will take years to weed them out. Parasites are still there everywhere. They're watching. Um, James, so like all working together is what I pretty much meant. Uh, Get Lee Carsley in, says Alan Brennan. Uh, Irish Jedi, last night, at, uh, tactically, we're actually in the first half, a high press led by 22-year-old Adam Ida, Ogbeni and Jason Knight, all players Kenny has brought through and given caps, so he deserves credit. Credit, but not praise. They would have uh, been capped anyway, I think. Trevor Sullivan, hi lads, love to know your thoughts on who was the best manager we had since Jack. Ah, be Mick. Mick, yeah. Mick. Don't underestimate the job he did when he came in after Jack and the shoes he had to fill, the boots he had to fill, and he progressed and learned. All. And we played good football, by the way. No Forget King. about the 2019. No King and Cologne. Well, you know, he, he said best, <laughs> not greatest. Irish Jedi. Ability to play us through pressure last night, particularly in the first half, was excellent. I thought Brown had was a massive upgrade in Lumbee in terms of passing forward movement. He had a very good game, Brown. He did have a good Brown's game. A better, Brown is a better player than Malumbi. More yeah, dynamic. Um, Jesus, that is an endorsement, Nick. Well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily... I can't believe that. That's right, oh. 154. You've said not something nice I about don't, Alan Brown. I don't rate either of them, but Alan Brown is a more <laughs> dynamic player than Jason <laughs> Malumbi. He's more mobile. I wasn't sure about Alan Brown's free kick. That was I know, so Brown, wide. Brown, Brown was... I thought Brown was poor last night, but uh, as I said, I think right. in terms of Malumbi, like Brown is Brown is going to offer more going forward than Malumbi. He just they're, they're both yeah. poor players, but Brown does offer more marginally. There you go. Right, let's move it on. Graham Farrell, Shankly, Dave, Christ, yes, yeah, sorry, Graham, Brain Fart there. Glenn Forrest, maybe we just need a new chant in the stance to support a team on. Let's try to team up Jenny from the block. Don't be jealous oh, of the rocks Jesus. that we got. We got a Benny, a Benny in the box. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, Glenn. <laughs> Um, who's the lad, Barry Murray? Um, who's the lad who works for the FAI and doesn't even live in Ireland? That's the guy Me. who runs it. Oh, it's Dave. You work for the FAI and you don't live in Ireland. I don't run it though. All oh, right, okay. Um, uh, it's no Alez, Alez, is it? Glenn Forbes. Oh, on about the L chance there. Irish Jedi, there's been a buzz and atmosphere only Viva in the Kenny area. The next point needs to maintain this. A youth and type appointment will send us back uh, to a lack of general interest. The Agreed. atmosphere has been shite. No, we will not hear that sort of 
dissidents on it. Yeah, it has. Well, no, the last couple of games has been, before. but to be fair, it was good before now. <laughs> no, the shit nothing's. Uh, Michael Kearney, Kenny's had three years, never been competitive any group you've been in. We struggled to win friendlies. Greg Farrell, John O'Shea, I believe, is a decent coach too. Um, yeah, a lot mm, of positive activity by him. Hope ever comes in after Stephen keeps. I think they will. Carmack Murray, fair play, lads. You have good knowledge of fairness. Uh, very few other Irish football podcasts are similar level. Thank you very much, Carmack. Uh, Irish Jedi saying a manager who's managed an elite European competition successfully in a shoestring budget is out of step because he's from our own league is not right. There is an element of truth to that. Um, John Palmer, get Andrew Moran in the senior squad. Very talented, creative player at West Hooland 2.0. Eventually, eventually, Stephen Hackett, Dennis Kirkin at Sunderland for left back. Dublin born, but England underage. Need to write people to talk to him. Excuse me. Uh, Dave McGuinness, press conference is confirmed. Was in Piedmont yesterday. Met a few coaches I know and there's Defo Presser on Thursday. Okay, so Thursday, guys. Um, Slavin Village recommends uh, Jet, um, Irish Jedi. I think he's in Saudi, so good luck in <laughs> trying to get him out of that one. Grant Farrell, yeah, we'd win 4-0 home to Oman again. And John Fight is very happy. We're coming to the end of it, lads. Um... And we got Archduke8199. Well done, lads. An enjoyable watch with some good points made. Well, I'm glad we were only on for, what, what did we say, lads? We'll try and get a half an hour. Half an hour. <laughs> but you know what? That's what you guys at home do for us there. You keep us going. And we thank you so much. We're going to leave it there. Look, we will be back um, if there is any more, obviously, on the Kenny situation. We will try and you know, if we can, we'll do a live stream, we'll do a podcast, we'll do a solo, whatever, and we'll ha- we'll get our opinions out there, and we'll try, and then eventually, ultimately, get your opinions on if there is any movement whatsoever. It's been a bit of a disappointing window. That's an understatement. It's been a disastrous window, and it's been very tiring. And lads, we're at a crossroads, aren't we? That's um. Whew. Yeah, we're all just very, very down at the moment, as you can see there. They can't even bother answering me. We're going to leave it there, lads. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for supporting us, guys. You at home have been wonderful. Thank you for your generosity and your comments and your interaction. Without you, we are nothing. So uh, thank you very much. If you're watching in Ireland, if you're watching in the UK, if you're watching in America, have a great night and uh, safe home. God bless. And we'll see you on the next one, and whoever is in charge next time round, come on, you boys in green.